this. Uh, I threw my comic book collection in the fire last night. Then I donated my toy collection to the Salvation Army bin and canceled my subscription Sportsnet. Are you making a move there, Stunt? Are you cleaning up? Is that monster truck ready? Huh? <laughs> and, I, and Jeremy's laughing. So that's it. I'm going to bring him on. Let's see what he means by that. <laughs> Jeremy, what does this mean to you? What this is a huge, mean? this is a huge step in the right direction. I already like this guy. He's good. He knows. Stunt is your man. Look, if yeah, I, yeah Stunt, do you want to meet Jeremy? Let's hook him up because he is your man. <laughs> absolutely i go on about this all the time you know you've got these man baby people right and it's just, it's just yeah. something i bothers apathy right there's a lot of grown men especially that are just kind of descended or or resigned to mm -hmm. i think the core of the issue is low self-confidence and low self-esteem men especially if they've just been beaten and bludgeoned down into just you're just shut up you know <laughs> so they're like i just i'll just play video games and not exist and maybe that'll make it hurt less you know so you've got all these guys who just you know, head down, consume, pay bills, watch sports, don't care. And I'm just like, damn you. You know, you don't you owe thousands of years of your continued existence? I mean, your 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 living self is a continued chain of of life that goes back thousands of years from your ancestors and you're spending it playing video <laughs> gaming, games. Or... You know, you're yeah. 40, you know what I mean? So it's like at some stage, are you even gonna try at life with anything? Or you know, anyway. It's yeah, more of a, you know, I come off pretty harsh on my chat, but I, it's just more of a, you know, come on, man. So, it, yeah, it, that's great. Yeah. yeah, we see those videos where, like, the hot lady will walk into the room, and he's still playing video games. He's trying to look around her. You're talking yeah. about those guys, right? We got rid of those I don't guys. know if they've ever even had hot women come into their room. I think that would be <laughs> a startling event. You know, it's <laughs> most of these guys, they just, uh, there's, yeah, they avoid women, and it's a, it's a big problem. It's like a weird... Um, <sighs> Yeah, I mean, they're the enemy is very good at psychology, you know, mm -hmm. and um, it's like beating the men down and demoralizing them to the point that they have low self confidence is like a double edged knife. It's like getting stabbed twice because women are not attracted to men that have nope. no self confidence at all. They're attracted to confident, strong men because they're like, oh, maybe if I'm with him, I won't die. You know, <laughs> you know, it's just a part of the instinct, right? Um, so well, they're not going to be after these guys. So it's just at end like it's a it's a circle in the drain kind of a situation we have with that anyway. Well, society rack rack your brain a bit. When was the first time you heard the term incel? Because that seems to be like a recent. Um, within the last like, four years, I would think. I would say yeah. So Sometimes so woke men, woke men come in, and then we get this whole movement of incel, like non-attracted men. So yeah. there might be a connection here. What do you think? Yeah. It, well, it stands for involuntarily celibate. So they're right. like, I just can't get it. It's just never going to happen for whatever reason. They could be, well, probably not. But even if they were moderately or average, like physically attracted, there's just so much. Uh, people are so screwed up in the head now. Like, it's just, it's like trying to diagnose problems. People are talking about all these different problems. And I just kind of, I'm a big picture guy. I've always mm -hmm. kind of just like to think that way. And I'm just standing back watching like everything's on fire, guys. And you're like, if we do this and we do it. And I'm just like, shh, just come over here. Like the fire is out of control. Okay. We're going to just try to manage this, but you're not putting the fire out. There's so many problems and so many things that are just uh, hammering away. I mean, you have to, you know, try and try and fight it where you can, but there's some things that are just, you have to at least acknowledge and appreciate things are real bad, you know? And it's like, don't beat yourself up too hard if it, if you can't succeed and it's not working because mm -hmm. things are really bad. You know? It's not a good time. It's not an easy time right now. No, it is some dark times right now, and it doesn't help that yeah. the government, media, neighbors, everybody seems to be against us right now. Dystopian yeah. place. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to rewind you back to your beginning. I'm going to kind of Freud you and then take you back to the beginning here. Um, <laughs> so tell me about your mother. A <laughs> couple of squiggly lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah what do you see here? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so what I want to know is, okay, you were a veteran. Uh, you started off in the army. Was it the army yeah. that you started off in? Yeah. Okay. So why don't you take yeah. us back to the guy that decided to join the army, go ahead and give himself up to the country and get involved and tell me about that guy. That was a child. That was a very uh, naive and, you know, romanticized, had a very romanticized version of vision of life. And uh, what what all that meant, as as most people do, because we're brought mm -hmm. up on that purpose. That's what all the propaganda is for, and all the glorious, mm -hmm. you know, uh, war propaganda, and you know, this kind of stuff that the corporations that benefit greatly off of our blood and death, uh, you know, depend on to to continue the <laughs> nonsense. So they, I yay, all these ideas of things. I joined the army when I was uh, 16, 17, I think, was seventeen. I'm starting to forget now. As a cadet first. No army reserves. I actually I wasn't sea cadets briefly, but I was. Ah, I was a sea cadet in Winnipeg. Yeah, HMCS but I knew with, <laughs> within within minutes. I think four minutes in, I'm like, this is a really gay place, and I left immediately. <laughs> it, it was fun I, to watch. People yeah. fall; they just drop in their head bounces. It's kind of. I think I made it a month. I think I went for a month <laughs> or something like that, and I was like, I'm just yeah. not into this. But I did come and I went to do the uh, the the military. I joined the reserves first in 2003 and then uh obviously the war had just kind of begun then and um it just uh started needing bodies and then a lot of reserve guys typically didn't get opportunities like that um mm -hmm. previous because it's been forever canada hadn't been in a real gunfight since korea really outside of red right, right. pocket in bosnia we were pretty much just chilling you know so there was no need to get all these replacement guys because people were getting killed and blown up and having to you know so they were like oh let's get it we're gonna have to get the reserves and they asked for volunteers and i said i'll go and I just uh, stayed with them ever since. Until this is in Nova Scotia? Yeah. And then I okay. uh, deployed in uh, the first one, my first time in 2007 with the Royal Canadian Regiment, the Reg Force guys. And I just stayed there. And I stayed there until uh, I was in 2nd Battalion, 3rd Battalion. I did a short stint in the Special Operations uh, Unit in Petawawa for a little bit. Okay. And I just mentioned it because it was like, that was just a fun, cool time in my career. You mm -hmm. know, it's a fun, uh, I have, you know, a lot of respect for those guys and what they do. And, and uh, train, yeah, and that was it. And I got out in 2017. So, and we train our own guys for that, or do the U.S. guys come up, or British guys come over and help? <laughs> Actually, or yeah, they do. Um, which was kind of a point of the source point. I remember thinking that I'm like, I got to learn this from Navy SEALs and Green Berets because mm -hmm. we don't have our own guys, huh? All right, yep. like we've got this SAS captain here teaching us, you know, stuff from you know from the United Kingdom, and there's there are SEALs and there are Green Berets. There were Canadians as well, like JTF mm -hmm. guys and stuff, but. Um, I don't, I don't think it's because we need them to necessarily, but it makes us all stronger, you know, as an alliance. And I mean, I'm not pro NATO at all because it, I mean, politic politics aside, uh, it does make us all stronger as a family to kind of, you, you know, we'll send some of our, our guys with you, you send here, we mm -hmm. trade skills and knowledge, we pass over and we become more interoperable that way. So one army can deal. It's like, we work together all the time. It's like, you know, it's uh, like coming to a new hockey team. You know, you can't, you don't want to just hit the hit the rank with this guy on game day. Like mm -hmm. we get to yeah. skate a bit and make sure we know each other's timings and so on. So there's some of that too, but it's uh, yeah, that there's a lot of crazy stuff you can get into in the military. I remember thinking, I wish I was younger. I wish I'd, I wish you lived 200 years or something just to try it all because there's so many different things that would have been cool, but you mm -hmm. kind of have to pick one. You know, I wanted to be a pilot, I wanted to be a whole bunch of different things. And it was like, it's going to take you 10 years to get there and then you're halfway done. So, well, I would suggest you become a pilot. You could go ahead and do that. No, I'm not vaccinated. So I'm never allowed to fly. Ever. <laughs> well, here's something a lot of people didn't know. I am a pilot. So I do have my license. Yeah, exactly. Cool. I think I'm off. Something flashed on my screen earlier though. So dun, dun, dun. Um, it was... <laughs> it's a screen I haven't seen before. If it was uh... gay porn, it was CSIS. So, <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I have a lot of experience with this. 
or that hungry trucker guy that guy that's been bugging me online <laughs> just <laughs> he needs some pizzas you know he's hungry a lot yeah, yeah clearly yeah so, yeah so what i was going to ask was uh when you went into the army did it feel like the right place to be or did you have to kind of get yourself into it or did it take a while to get used to it? i i it was an uphill it was a really scary not scary but it was i was just i had that childlike naivety that you can just do what you know it's gonna be good it's yeah, i can do this you know when you're 17 and you know the self-doubt and go this is crazy i would never do mm -hmm. that when you're 25 like you miss that whole phase because you're too young that's why they recruit soldiers young because you know you got to be kind of half insane to really look at it and understand it what it means but yes. um no i i was a tiny frail kid but i loved as soon as i knew what the the military what what the infantrymen especially like that like war fighting like that just the whole exchange was like what what is what is this what am i watching mm -hmm. what is happening and uh, i was just you know became obsessed with it i just was so fascinated by it and needed to learn so much about it and just become you know um get as close to it as possible i don't know why it was just like it was i never wanted to do anything else like i knew for sure that's that's what i'm doing one way or another i'm getting into the military i'm doing something and then uh, I thought I was like, I'll try the inf I'll try the reserve infantry because it'll be a little bit easier, maybe, you know, and I can and you can leave whenever and there was no pressure. There was no, you know, so I thought that was a good way to, to try and start out. But I was, you know, looking it was it was a tough I crawled over the finish line. You know, I think I was 113 pounds when I joined. 115 pounds something like that so oh, i was wow. seven, 17 you know i barely had a blister in my life and they throw 75 pounds on your back and say walk till you die i'm like what <laughs> it was it was a rough awakening and it just it just got harder right because and i had to get harder with it or i would not make it and then um you know some of the things i did end up doing throughout my career and some of the stuff i've been able to achieve i never would have thought not in a million years when i was 17 that i could do these things it was just if i could have made it into if i could have just been existing in a regular force unit i would have been mm -hmm. happy as as good as a clam i would have thought that was the best most amazing like this was an incredible achievement to me in my mind but then i get bored and then i want something more and i just never it never stops i guess i don't know if that's ambition or i'm insane or whatever it is but i get used to something i was like well now i want to do this and it just I had to get out after a while because I realized it was never going to stop. Like, right. Just so gonna, I only was supposed to be there for three years. I just wanted it on my resume, life experience. Hey, you know, whatever. Then the war happened and I was like, well, I can get a deployment and then I'm going to get out. And then I didn't. And it's like, well, a few more years and then I'll get out. I'll try this seesaw thing and then I'll get out. Well, I'm getting promoted I'll, and, then, and then I'll get out. Or, well, mm -hmm. I, we've got this thing in America. But then, then, and it was just, I'm like, I and I have children now. I had a couple of kids and I'm just like, why am I missing Halloween with them right now? Right, right. Oh, because right. some rich people are mad about what the Russians are doing. This is stupid. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> you know, it just, uh, I, I got, I get to be in it because it was never going to end. I would have always found a new stupid thing to chase. And I'd well, know. if you, if you didn't run into that, would you have been able to make a career of it? Do we take care of our veterans? Do we take care of our military? Like, is it um, really? A career in what sense oh you can yeah um you you know do the full time and retire it's uh it's not bad it's not a great ride it's not like mm -hmm. super comfy but it's pretty gen i mean it's pretty good um you'll get paid half of your salary which isn't awesome um but a lot of guys you get like there's supplementary benefits and things that kind of back so you you, you do okay especially if you're an officer because they get paid way too much money and they get to keep you know half of a colonel's salary is what you know it's like a hundred grand or something right a year oh, wow great you know a corporal not so much you know you're living on 30 grand or something you know with your pen but um yeah you know it, it's okay um but it's it's like the bare minimum you know as far yeah. as 
that goes. And then it's like, um, yeah, it's an afterthought. It's, it's, it's very much just a, what, what have you done for us lately? And then when you're no, of no use to anyone, um, they don't care, you know, and they're not in a hurry to, to try and fix anything. And, um, that I don't see that changing anytime soon because I've been sitting here watching my friends kill themselves left and right for 15 yeah. years and, uh, yeah. nothing, you know, we're worried about the cost of milk or something. So. No, you're not wrong. And that's horrible that that is the case that they're in and we're not taking that stuff seriously right yeah. now. So yeah. I think guys, lost- if, if they're already, yeah, for veterans listening or guys like you have to take care of each other and you have to take care of yourselves. I remember being told that as a young guy, but it just kind of went over my head. I'm like, he's just bitter and old. You know, some sergeant be like, when you listen to me, boys, when this is all done, all you got to each other. And they're going to fucking fuck every one of you. And you're never going to, you know, and I'm just like, he's been divorced three times. He's drunk right now. Who, li- right. who cares? But he's a very damaged, you know, a man in pain. Like, I didn't really get that when I was younger. I just thought they were crazy. And they mm-hmm. were. Like, some of our sergeant majors and, and warrant officers and stuff were, like, old airborne guys that had been in Medak Pocket and been in, like, Somalia. And, and, like, this is their third tour in Afghanistan. And they're just like... You know, they're just their whole world is just bad stuff. Divorces and the alcoholism and then uh, this job is, you know, not good. And, you know, the death and the killing and the suicides and then back home to that stuff. So it's like imagine how that will what that will do to someone's mind and, and personality over years and years and years. of it. And then by the time it's over, they don't even good luck functioning as a human being. Once you leave that world and they just, here you go. And they fire you into this woke mess where you can't raise your voice or you're committing assault. Uh, you go from a, a place like that where, you know, your first solution is usually to kill the problem. You know? mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, don't even, don't step on a ladybug. That's a hate crime. Like, what, what are you talking about? So are they all, a lot of them just disappear into the woods and um, you know, they're the only officer they talk to is captain Morgan. And they're usually dead not long after they retire. And that happens yeah. to a lot of people with their career or anything like cops, you know, pe- like once their purpose is no longer there yes. and they're just like, well, I'm here to drink now. And that's not, you know, your soul dies uh, and then you die. So. Well, psychologists, yeah, they go through that because they're carrying all of those stories that they listen to oh, and all contention. that stuff too. Oh. Yeah. Like you'll hear horrible things and yeah, the police, they see that accidents yeah. and stuff in war. You see that as well. Um, yeah. So do you have any friends that are still with you? Did you connect with from back then in the military? That are still mm. in. Uh, there's no, a couple. That, that you knew back then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. I still. Yeah. We. There's a lot of us that still keep in touch. It's pretty wild. Like some of the friendships I made there. Like I. They're, like they're. You could not see them or talk to them for years, and we would remark on that. Like we'd see each other seven years later, eight years later, and we'd be like, "It's like it was yesterday." Like we're. You know, it's wild how qu- how quickly it comes back. Because I think you, when you, you you know form bonds like that, it's like being a family. You know, you don't need to. Mm-hmm. If you're in good terms, like if you're on good terms with your brother. You know, you don't need to see him every day. You can see, you know, here and there and you see him 10 years later. It's like you're going to get a lot. You know, it's it's kind of similar that way. So it's pretty cool. It's it's cool in that way because you don't I don't know where else you'd find that. I've never found that anywhere else in civilian life where you'd find connections like this. Um, well, what I'm about sure the it Army? In... <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's a shared struggle, right? It's a war mm-hmm. of a different kind. But there are casualties and people are suffering and people are being made to pay sacrifices and, and suffer the consequences of the things that go on. So it is similar. To that. I mean, there's fe- there's real fear uh, for, you know, there's real, con- you know, it's not in your head. It's not like Alex Jones days where everybody would right. just sit around and be worried about stuff that may happen. Now it's like things are happening and people are going to jail and disappearing and it's getting, you know, it's getting wild out there. So it's, uh, yeah, they're, 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 they're pretty good dudes. Most of them, it's insane. They're all degenerate psychopaths and crazy, but I'm the worst one. So, I mean, it's self-assessed. 
Yeah. I'm actually the good cop. If I have to, if if you know, uh, Alex and Derek, they're worse. I mean, they're way worse. They'll go right for the neck. I'll at least give you a chance to die, surrender first, but they won't. They'll just they're ruthless. Speaking of friends, is Philip around? Is he in the room? Or he is. Um, he's taking a time out right now. He's um, he's he's been bugging me. He's been he's, asking for uh, payment, and uh, he you know. well, he's it's Saturday. He's all dressed up. He's getting ready to head out here soon. So hopefully, I don't have to deal with that shortly. But somebody's gonna. That's the goat we're talking about, right, Alan? That was the yeah. Goat he's a about. he's a problem. That's that's the real. <laughs> that's who's really running everything, actually. Yeah. Well, I don't normally get nervous when Twitter p- people follow me, but he did, and I started to. Get <laughs> did he? Oh, that's oh not no! Good. I know. I must have did something. Yeah, yeah. I would almost want to take Gilmore over that one. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, You would just be looking for things she can quote tweet to pretend to be outraged about anyway. Yeah. Well, she'll find something. She can twist a lot. It's like twister for her. She can she can get it done. And I'm kind of Mm -hmm. impressed with that ability. Like the ability to spin that badly is some talent there. It's it's really it's just a different way of thinking, and I I really I really do believe it's associated and attached to just weakness and just weak character and flawed you know weak people because I used to be one of these people and I used to think mm-hmm. like them like I I understand what they're doing I guess is why because um, I used to do these kinds of you know when you're young and you're stupid and you're trying to get out of a situation or you're gonna lie or twist this or embellish it you know what I mean like yeah. the things I see them doing all the time is like I used to do that and I used to do that I know what you're doing I I've seen this. I invented that one. (laughs) Yeah, right? So it's like I see myself and what they do and they say sometimes, like when I was younger and and dumber and and weaker. And and that that was the reason. It's because I just didn't want to um, accept something or face something or, you know, take ownership of something. Or it was always, it was always a hiding. I was always hiding from something. It was never, you know, out of just, oh, geez, I was just really, I actually didn't realize anybody. There's always something else going on. And uh, it's, that's what, that's a big uh, part of a lot of our problems, I think, is just, we're just weak we're weak people now we didn't used to be and that's happened very quickly and things are starting to really rapidly there's a grace yeah. period right when when the pilot dies and the plane mm-hmm. doesn't crash because it doesn't crash right away you have but after a few minutes cry. you're like you are we drifting <laughs> i think we're drifting downward what's yeah. happening and he's dead you're like oh crap i think we're in the starting to drift phase so oh that's a weird analogy because i get it you know the pilot yeah. dies the pressure goes and you, yeah, yeah, there's a little bit it. of a grace period before everything completely goes to hell and it's like you can't get away with just this level of mismanagement and lying and everything is some kind of deception and trickery and sc- i mean a little bit of anything you know things in moderation not that they're good but if they're manageable it's not going to topple the ship or anything but if it's just all chaos all the time I mean, you know, I was reading today, like how many women are like on OnlyFans instead of working. And it's like, does mm-hmm. anyone care what this is doing to the GDP? Of the, like, this isn't producing anything. That's right. This is like all of these little problems that we, that I'm mentioning is like they all add up to create this this golem, this monstrosity of a of a thing we're facing. And it's like <laughs> People are like, what do we do? I'm like, I know. <laughs> you know, I it's throw stuff at it, set it on fire. I don't know. Try anything because it seems very powerful. Um, I don't know so if I can swear at all or what. I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, enjoy yourself. Okay, man. we did a later show. Not that yeah, I need to. I just. I, I feel privileged trouble. that you asked me for permission on something. Dude, do whatever you want. This is your, <laughs> just, con- this is your country. <laughs> I, I try to behave when I'm on, when I'm in somebody else's house. You know. Oh, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Take me to your house and show me what it's like. I've seen some of your stuff, but yeah, it's fun. 
It's a wood pile, baby. It's a, I'm the spider lord. I'm the lord of the spider spiders everywhere. They crawl on me during the streams. I'm like, I'm just making the best of it, you know. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. So you you kind of self admitted that you were a little bit naive when you got into the military about oh, life yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. right? Well, yeah. Uh, did 17. you did you grow up there, or did you kind of grow up after you got out of there? I don't. Do I think, think it I never happened? stops. That old cliche, you know, you never stop. You never stop learning, right? But there are some things that. Uh, it's like, yeah, again, the psychology stuff is just fascinating. I think that's the core of everything. The whole war, the whole reality, everything that's happening, it's all a psycho it's all a psychology war now because it's sophisticated. Um, but the Yuri Bezmenov interview, a lot of people yes. kind of noticed the recently over the years. It's like, you don't, it doesn't, nothing will break the conditioning of the brainwashing until, until you feel some kind of pain yourself, like something has right. hurt you. If it's happening around you, but you're not being harmed, it's like walking around in, in the rain without, with, with an umbrella and you're like, I don't see what the big deal is. And then whoosh, umbrella's gone. Ah, you know? Yeah. You know? And then it's too late. Right. So it was like, oh, this is great. The military is a good time. And, you know, this and that. And then you're seeing kids on fire and people are getting blown up and sent home in garbage bags and people are having to shoot teenagers. And there's, you know, children being raped 20 feet away from me. And I'm like, oh, shh, don't, you know, it's part of and all of this crazy, horrible stuff goes on. And you're like, OK, but my soul demands an explanation for this. And the one you're giving it is not good enough. Like, well, I was supposed to, we got paid to. So it was like, so we had to go murder a bunch of people because you get paid. Like, why? What, what did they do? What's happening? Ah, uh, well, I'm not sure what they did. I think it was this other guy who used to live here, but not really. Cause I think it's the CIA. I, but I, but I think maybe he's in Pakistan, but I don't know, but we're blowing up Iraq now for a different, why are you asking so many questions soul, you know? And it's like, you can't, and you keep ignoring this. It's, it gets worse and you'll go crazy. And you'll become a, a, a crazy person. So I'm like, I, I have to know. I have to understand what this is. And eventually it was, you know, it, it, you know, the truth. I mean, I don't even rant about the truth of the wars and the industrial complex and the banking industry. All that for seven hours, but I could and I do. <laughs> but long story short, I get to the point and I'm like, I just I can't do this now. I can't know what I know and continue to do this. And then I started kind of backing away to the exit around that time, around 2016, 17. So. And when did your eyebrows start raising for your government? So you started seeing things within the military, but when did you start? Oh, right away. I never yeah. liked them. I was always kind of suspicious and, and just um, skeptical of the government anyway. Okay. Was there um, something that happened or just always? Yeah, I think it was just my upbringing. My, my family and my grandfather especially was um, politically active in the sense that he would be what you would consider now to say a populist. He was about like helping okay. the community and everybody else and, you know, the feds, you know, damn, you know, he would have been, he definitely would have been a PPC guy if he would be still around. Uh, but that's what he was like. And I grew up on things like George Carlin, you yeah. know, like this, you know, that, that kind of thinking. I mean, I liked his humor, but I liked, you know, how he saw, you know, some certain people and certain things. And I, I found that um, I thought I liked that. Um, so I kind of always had that, but it was around, I mean, I didn't like Harper either. I don't like any of them because I think they're all bad. They're all they're all the same animal. They're all the same creature, which is mm -hmm. something I detest. And it's like, well, this one's got red fur. I'm like, I don't care. It's still a hyena, right? It's still it doesn't matter what. Oh, this one's got a necklace on and he's got a turban. Like that's nice. It's still a jackal or whatever. Um, but I mean, they were passing things like the spying, the C fifty one, where it was like, um, you know. Uh, cause I was aware of the, the terrorism problem stuff, right? I was, okay. I was like, it, it, it's, it's there, but it's being pushed at, at, at a lot of levels and it's being allowed to happen on purpose. So I was like, this isn't as honest of a problem as we think it is. It's being helped along by people in, in you know, power we're supposed to trust, but they were passing like city 51 where it's like, yeah, you used to, the police would have 
two two days or 24 hours, I think it was, 24 hours or 48 hours to charge you with something or they had to let you go. Right. Now it's two weeks if they suspect you on terror. So they could just, you know, uh, in theory, just throw you in jail for two weeks and say, oh, we might be up to something. Uh, so we're just going to do that. Little things like, oh, and we're going to read your emails now. And we're going to do the basically the American Patriot Act, but in Canada and this kind of stuff. Because I was actually following American politics more closely with the Bush regime and Cheney right. and all the Patriot Act stuff that was going on there. So I was like watching that and then seeing similar language kind of drift up to our country. And I was like, whoa, no, no, we're not. We can't do that. And it, it would happen anyway. And uh, it's never stopped. It, every successive government, every it, it's the same person. Like just strip away the cosmetics. And it really is. It's like those memes. It's like just it's just some kind of creature in a suit. You know, it's all the same one. They don't. They all work for the same people. They're all beholden to the same people. They all take money from the same people. They all hang out together at these forums and these like they're a peer in group. They go to parties together. Like, oh, mm. they're they're not from well, they're from different you know political parties. But it's like they like a hockey player in the NHL or an NFL player. He has more in common with a, a player on the other team, like their division rival, than he ever will with you. You're just some right. guy in the stands. How could you possibly know what it's like? To be right. who you know, whatever I don't even know, <laughs> Mark Messier. I don't know. That's outdated. Yeah, I like him. <laughs> right? Like, oh, he was he ruled, right? But how would you know what I mean? But they they're more they're they're peers, you know, and that's that's how it is up there. That's Ottawa. They're all um and they and they have contempt and kind of a loathing of the general population, and they show it every day, all the time. So it started to be, I thought, you know, oh, the, the Harper, the bad, and then you know, the, we got to get him out, and then the next guy comes in, he's even worse. Get him out and. And it's just, it's always been like this, you know, um, because it's just, uh, they're just middle management, right? So, um, yeah, I so just, that, uh, it's kind of started with a couple of things and just, I started paying attention to them. And the more I paid attention, the less I liked that I saw it mm -hmm. uh, to, to the, to this point where I'm just like, the whole thing's rotten, man. You know? So really now we're, we're just after 2001, we're in the Bush years, uh, got some wars, Patriot Act, and then. We got Obama. Obama comes on the stage, 2008. What did you think about yeah. him? Did you think we were having change finally? <laughs> I was pretty skeptical of it. I, I didn't imagine much would happen. I wasn't really into it as much um, as because I was just like, whatever. Like, Bush is gone, so I guess we're doing black guy president now, whatever. Like, I didn't really care one way or the other. Um, I had a general sense from the kind of the online community in those days. I've been kind of on the internet, kind of listening to these kind of areas, these little, you know, kind of spots for, for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't as bad, not anywhere near as crazy as it is now. But even I could tell that Americans were not pumped about what this guy was doing. And it was a lot of, we're going to have hope and change. And we're going to bring America back to its uh, glory. And every person, and it was like, yeah, that, that's what you're saying, but this is what you're doing. Drone yeah. strikes, you know, Droning all over the place, stuff, killing yeah. your own citizens in jail. And you're like, Ugh. but it's well, like, that's, that's not him though. He's not really anyone that believes this is like, they have a child's like understanding of what's actually happening in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's not like to be, you're an idiot. It's like, you, you need to look again. <laughs> you know, it's like, you didn't, you given me the answer. I'm like, this is incorrect. Try again, do the math again. Uh, the president's not really in charge. It's these, you know, these psychopaths are in there and they just allow, like, it's just a, it's a figurehead position, really. Um, oh, absolutely. the same policies always carried forward anyway, regardless of who it is, liberal, Democrat, white guy, black guy, doesn't matter. They're not in charge. They're just there to sign the papers and make the idiots happy that they think everything is working the way that it's supposed to. When the whole thing's been captured by big money a long time ago and, you know, <laughs> they don't, they clearly don't care. So yeah, he's there killing people and it was all crazy. And at, uh, I, it was interesting though, because at the time, 
because um, I did follow Alex Jones for a few years, and he started yep. coming after Obama, and he was. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm kind of probably going to experience a similar thing here, not to that level, but I've kind of been known as before because I was against, and I am, you know, I'm not a fan of the liberals at all, um, but they're like kind of a low hanging fruit and easy target. And it was when uh, for Jones, he was always after you know Bush, and they're like, oh, he's a left wing libtard, you know, this kind of thing. Obama takes over and he's just as bad as the last guy. Yep. So he's going after him too. And they went, Oh, wait a minute now. Like what? Like guy, I just don't like bad people. <laughs> like I don't care. You know, not that I'm, you know, Alex Jones is his own, you know, thing. It's just kind of an example. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't happy to see that. that I, I don't like the conservatives either. I don't like any of them. And it, I've never, it's never been a secret. You know, everybody that's been following me for years, there's a bunch of them in the chat that have been watching mm -hmm. for like five years, which is crazy, you know, and they've, you know, ask them, you know, ask that many of them, there's hundreds of them. And it's like, have I, I've been pretty consistent with, I mean, you, sometimes you change your mind about things and you say, you sure. know what? Yeah, I was wrong. With I thought about it. And so, yeah, but my, my, uh, yeah, I basically just, I've been pretty much the same, you know, as, as far as that goes. So at this time you came out of the army, what are you doing for a job? What's keeping you busy? Oh, well, there, there's the problem. Uh, <laughs> geez. When I got out, yeah, I just, I, like I did what a lot of the guys do. I got, went to Ford operating base, living room couch, and I enlisted with captain Morgan and, and we, <laughs> the, the booze at the time, not my current yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, girlfriend. But, Spice um, rum is my favorite, by the way. Captain Morgan's <laughs> best rum. That's what I'll yeah. Do. Um, yeah, but it just, uh, it was all right at first, you know, you've got a lot of time with the kids and stuff and, um, but you need and men need something to do i mean everyone does right you need yep. a, people need a purpose i just i i've never been a woman so i don't know and i can't just take it i'm not going to pretend I, i'm a wearing makeup i'm printed out i'm a woman like, no it's not so i don't like to speak on their behalf but i don't know so, men need something to do you need a purpose and when you feel like you don't have one it's a crushing horrible you know feeling um i please, wouldn't uh, wish it on anybody yeah, sorry, I got cut out there a little bit. I got a storm all of a sudden. So uh -oh. was Morgan? Morgan was with you at that time. Yeah, it's probably no. harp or something because I'm with you. So it's yeah. a storm. <laughs> it it just came be. out of nowhere, dude. Like, wait, as soon as you get on, there's a storm here. Yeah, it uh, could be. Anyway. If they're lighting fire, if there's fires starting around, you want look for you know, look for Trantifa terrorists. That could be the reason. But okay, um, well, you said no, you're not no, a woman, time. but. But maybe today's uh, you're going to be making an announcement. Are you going to come out? No, no, I'm <laughs> no, a not today. heterosexual cisgendered white man. So I'm the oh. I'm Satan, and I like it. You know. So well, if you started leaning that way, C4 won't let me bring you back. <laughs> oh. So you're on your own okay. if you started oh. that way. Uh, no, I, I don't think that's going to be happening. But oh. no, I. Uh, <laughs> what did I do? No, I just kind of I lost. I didn't know what to do with my. You know, I was really bored, and I I'd started kind of doing online stuff, but I I don't know, wasn't really into it, and I just kind of. Just wait, I don't know. I got bored and, and just sitting yeah. around and it was miserable. And I was going to the gym and stuff, but I mean, what is that? You know, what what is this? I'm just here to what am I doing any of this for? It was a lot easier to train like I was at a, like a crazy level. I was going to the gym twice a day, training three mm -hmm. times a day sometimes because I was these jobs and, and things I was trying to do for the military it was justified. But now it's like, why? <laughs> you know, to be healthy and stay in shape, I guess, but not to that level. So I don't need to, mm -hmm. I'm not exercising nearly as much, which leaves you more time to sit around and ruminate on horrible things and stuff. So I remember my mom told me when I was a kid, she, uh, you know, even when I was in the military, maybe she's like, cause I was miserable the whole time I was in there too. Mm. <laughs> I'm just, I, I just, I'm so stubborn, you know, I'll just do put up with something forever. 
um, just to not let it win, you know, but I, I didn't <laughs> like it in there. And she's like, you should do something creative. Cause I've always been, you know, I used to make little comic books as a kid and I, and right. I used to, did like a kind of a drama class. We'd make movies and stuff in school, high school. And, and I just, you know, I'm a clown. I like to entertain people and, and you need an outlet. Yeah. And I, that's just what I'm like, you know, I, you know, played a little bit of music for a time. Like, I, yeah, you got some lightning there. Is it, no, or you're, dude, under, or you're under fire. This, I don't know. This is our first things. storm like this. Yeah. You hear it? Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeez. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to make silly YouTube videos just as something to do. I had no long term. I was like, I'm just going to do this because I think it's funny or I think this is silly or and I'm just see, and I made a few. I started poking fun at veterans at first, like some for certain ones and then mm -hmm. some government policies through kind of like mockery and this kind of stuff. And um, I knew people were in like the live streaming stuff was just kind of starting at that time. There was yeah, a couple yeah. of guys, but I was like, this guy's got Owen oh, Benjamin was one. I was like, he's what there's 5,000 people watching this guy and he's just got a laptop open. Like this, that's it. You know, yeah. it's just, a, that's it, which is incredible. I was like, I could go downtown and yell about anything till I'm blue in the face. And I'm, there could be 20 people there or, you know, this guy's got five. That's a feat. I mean, I imagine physically imagine 5,000 people. I'm like, that's crazy. That's mm -hmm. crazy. Every mm -hmm. night, 5,000 people. This is bananas. I was like, I could do that. I could do what he's doing. You know, that's not that hard. I mean, I'm considering, I know not, not to be, you know, I know myself. I'm like, I could, I think I could do what he does. So I thought I would give it a shot, but you need to build a, channel from something you know just start right. doing these like who are you nobody cares right so i have to build an audience so i start making videos and they kind of stuff you know i same kind of thing i, I i'm a opinionated guy i'm a i'm a i'm a belligerent kind of <laughs> shit disturber you know it runs in the family <laughs> and um and uh i like to kind of apply that with my sense of humor because that's just how i cope with life that's how i get through life that's just what i do it's that that's the car i'm driving i guess if you can put it that way i'm i'm literally in a clown car all the time mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like it's just i'm still on the road you know there's lots of people <laughs> that aren't anymore right and i'm like don't knock it till you try it like is everything a joke to you i'm like it's how i stay alive Pretty yeah much. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it has helps. to be have you looked out there yeah yeah <laughs> No, it totally helps. So at this point, you're not working or you were just keeping busy? With I the do gym? this. This is what I do full time. Okay. And what was your first kind of breakout? Did you have like a little viral moment? Did you say, yeah. hey, I don't like that. And then boom, something yeah. happened. Yeah. So there was a video I did outside of um, Dalhousie University in Halifax in oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Nineteen when they had uh, Omar Cotter there. Um, it was the only place he stopped. I thought he was going to do like a countrywide tour or anything. And I don't have anything against him personally as a human being. It's not like he killed my dog or something. Right. You know, he, he didn't screw my ex-wife or anything. I, you know what I mean? It's just the, the whole thing was just really, it was hero worship of this guy. It had become this, you know, and, and I'm just looking at all these Canadians like, oh, this poor man. And I'm like, he killed our guys, though. Yeah. You care more about him than our, I, I rode over there on the ferry. Uh, you know, from Dartmouth to Halifax, it was mm -hmm. Dartmouth Ferry, and it's the the Corporal Christopher Paul Stanix Ferry. That was my roommate, and that's the only recognition he gets. He gets his name tagged on the bottom of some old boat. People, drunks take back and forth from downtown. This guy mm -hmm. gets a standing ovation from the entire fucking city. You know, right. so I was like, this is not going to be okay with me. So I put my medals on, and I, it was like the universe had dared me. Cause I'd been sh talking about this for weeks. Right. And it's like, surprise, he's going on. I was like, Oh, where's this, you know, now he's going to do a speaking tour to make money. Yeah. And he's going to be 15 minutes from your house. <laughs> so I was like, nice. Okay. Okay. Universe. Okay. I see what this is. This is your mm -hmm. oh, you put, put up or shut up. Huh? Okay. So I went down there and, um, you know, Antifa was like, we're going to, I was like, all right, I'll see you there. Nothing happened. Of course they weren't yeah. there. They didn't show up. Nobody said a word to me. And, um, 
a guy, uh, a friend of mine, Peter, uh, took a video of me. I didn't know him at the time. I, I met up with him later. Um, mm -hmm. and, you know, Morgan knew him and, you know, all this. But at the time, he was just there. I was like, do you mind if I video? I'm like, yeah, go for it. And I'm just, you know, going off, right? And uh, that got a fair amount of traction. And so I saw somebody mention the chat earlier. That was the first time anybody actually cared to talk to me. The only, the only person in the world that asked to talk to me in a, in a media capacity was Gavin McGinnis. This video had seven or eight million views on Twitter in oh, like wow. a day, in like a day or two. Wow. Like yeah. seven, eight million, right? And it was huge. And I, my Twitter account went from like 600 people to 50,000 in two days. And then it was banned. <laughs> right. I was, I th and then all the anti-hate articles started coming out like, like this. They had been sitting on it building a case just in the event that I should somehow end, end up somewhere. They must have saw something in me. They must right. have recognized my potential. So thank you very much, Anti-Hate, for making me who I am now. Um, <laughs> but that happened. And it was just Gavin McGinnis, nobody else. And I was like, that's... It wasn't like I expected to. Like, how dare they not want to talk to me? But I was like, this is strange. I mean, mm -hmm. if this was anyone else, like if this had been my friend, and he's like, I, this video that I did, and, uh, it's got 8 million views. and uh, Like, oh, dude, the news is going to be at your house tomorrow. Yep. Yep. You know, and it's like, nobody called? Nope. Huh. You know, so then it began, and then I was even aware of this whole, this whole sub war, this whole underneath culture war was happening below. You know what people see on TV with Paul. There's a whole other nightmare cesspool going on underneath that, and I just found myself in the middle of it, and I had no idea it was going. It was I was like, oh, my umbrella's gone, and what's happening? And it, like, you yeah, go. you're in a war. Oh crap. Okay, well, all right then. And then uh, you know. It's been going at it every. I push back at them, and they and it's just been back and forth. It's a fight to the. I told them I was like, "This is to the death," and they're like putting me in prison. I'm coming out of prison. I'm like, "Let's." I'm coming for you. You know, I'm coming for you. So, so you've been doing that for a while. Then we're now yeah. into the Trump years. So Trump gets elected. Things start to change. Yeah. The crazy is yeah. now south of the border. Everything's Trump's fault. Everything. I, rem Trump's I remember <laughs> where I was. I remember where I was. I was in a hotel. I was moving back to Nova Scotia. I think. Yeah. I was in a hotel. I had my brand new fan. My baby was, you know, uh, we had, it was just the two of them at the time. So I had a, like a, a son who was probably two or three at the time. And the sister was like months old, you know, and I'm brushing my teeth and I, and my, she's like, Oh my God, he's going to win. And I went, mm -hmm. what? And I yeah. walked out and I went, no Florida. way. I did not think that this was going to be allowed to happen. Like, mm -hmm. I, there's no way, you know, it was like the fix is in. Like, she's got a 99% chance to win. And everyone was everyone like, that doesn't seem that. right. And I was like, they did this with Ron Paul. They're just going to rob it from him. And so, and this is the manipulation game. So when it happens, everyone's like, well, yeah, the poll said she had a 99% chance to win. So I really thought, and I, I don't, I think they underestimated how many people got off the couch to vote for him because this was, this wasn't the same old song and dance. And this is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You have these, these creatures, these political, everyone knows them when they see them. You know, it's like, oh, a politician, a politician. Yeah, they're all the same and they're all just mimicked bad copies of each other. It's it's um, it's like they come out of a factory, you know, with default vanilla set. They all have the same seven pre-programmed responses. Mr. Speaker, let me be clear. 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 Let America be clear. Like, oh, oh you're clear. You know, oh, God, are you clear? You'd say it every day. <laughs> Like, it's the same. They, we're going to build back better. We're going to build back better. Like, you're the same person. You're all the yeah. same person. It's crazy. And then in comes the orange man. And he's like, I'll kill everybody. I'll set this whole place on fire. I'll, I'll, I'll burn myself down alive. I don't care. And it's like, 
this is a show now. Now I'm interested, right? So all these different Americans were like, well, this is a carnival. Americans, yeah. and, and we like a carnival, don't we? We like a show. So they got involved, and it became a, a, a shit show that has still not been put to bed. And they've all, right. they like it, it turns out. They like the carnival because it affects their lives very deeply. So now they're, this is, this is, that was the beginning of it, right? And it took a freak show act to, to bring people in and, and bring their attention into what was, what was happening. So I think that mm-hmm. was, uh, a good thing overall that happened it got a lot of people involved and engaged and um and then of course you know and what's your opinion man youtube has now allowed this the only time they've ever reversed their terms of service policy ever that i'm aware of uh you you are now allowed you used to be insta banned to, to suggest that there was any kind of shenanigans or chicanery yeah. going on with the <laughs> with the election you know and now they're like okay never mind you're allowed to say that now and it's like why because it did happen you know so <laughs> i'm pretty confident you know there's the famous chart where there's the 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 line going up and then there's the the blue one for biden yeah. and it just goes boop like this yeah. overnight it just, it's like an elevator happening yeah. it right when they up. said when they said yeah we're gonna have to call it a night and we're gonna have to check back in the morning i was like the it's it's rigged because that's never yeah. happened right i've watched yeah. all the elections and stuff for 20 years at that point and it's like this is not this isn't normal at all there's no way and then uh yeah the do this happens so i don't know yeah, if it, what's gonna happen next time but uh yeah, I would have been in that meeting and I would have looked at a graphic and said, there's no way they're going to believe that, guys. We have to fix yeah. it. Come on. Just make it yeah. blend in or something. There was but a lot nope. of weird, weird video coming out. And then Dinesh D'Souza's um, work there, uh, the Mule yeah. movie. 2000 Mules, I, yeah. Whatever it was, yeah. That was some yeah. crazy. And and the, the brainwashing is so thick <laughs> to get through. <laughs> it's like people are drunk or it's like you're trying to yell at them from really far away. Um, like on a beach or something and you're like they're like out to sea I did this kind of a metaphor in my show once and I'm like sure. you're gonna die you know and they could they could barely hear you they can't really make out what you're saying and you're like it probably it's nothing but it that's the effect it has when you show them something like this if it was the other way around it was like here's what Trump's people were doing and there's stuff in ballot boxes and ripping ballots and like hiding cameras and ripping hard drives out of things you'd be like mm. their heads would explode and then you show it happening on the other side and they're like pfft you know, and then I just think of Yuri, and he's like, "Why do you still try? You are making mm-hmm. Yuri sad. Do I not tell you it's impossible?" And I'm like, "I know, Yuri, but they're so frustrating." <laughs> yeah, that's quite the video. We bring that up a few times. Gov Corrupt, which is uh, in the chat right now. Yeah, he. I think uh, you know who he is. I think you're trying to. I I recognize it. he's on Twitter, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's another good one. So if you can connect with him, he's a good one. And then Zach uh, Schmidt uh, Pod podcast yeah. or schmidt house yeah connect to him as well he's pretty cool um so did this explain <laughs> explode your reach like at the time you were getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then covid hits yeah that, and that things started to get yeah. now at this time are you doing plaid army are you building that yeah. up or is that okay so that um yeah, I started doing the live streams and stuff, and it was, uh, yeah, my buddy, the other guy, the other problem, <laughs> Derek Harrison, um, he had already had a YouTube channel for a little bit longer, a couple, like you, you, two years maybe, longer than I did, so he'd been around a little bit longer, knew more people, and it's it's a whole other uh, industry, really. It's kind of like an emerging, I wish I was, a, saw, you know, like what PewDiePie did in the early days of YouTube, and just, just right. make anything, right? And you're, if it's any, even halfway good, there's only 20 channels, you know, imagine being one of the first people on YouTube with any quality content and you now, now what you, you, yeah, you have $200 million, you know, it's like investing in a, anyway, 
What's that. the irony though? Like he's a gamer and that's all he does. And I know not... <laughs> he just hit, he hit the jackpot. He's like one of these guys. It's like, sure. I'll buy a thousand Bitcoin for five bucks. Who cares? And then, yeah. Oh, yay. Like yeah. lucky, you know, but he, yeah, he does, he does work and, and so on. It's not all luck. I'm just saying the timing is, is great. I wish I'd started a couple of years earlier before the YouTube gate closed when the algorithms mm -hmm. really started. Cause it wasn't always like that. Um, right. In the years I was watching things before I ever, I, I went to conspiracy school, I call it. I, I watched everything. I read everything. I downloaded everything about everything that I could find. Mm -hmm. I became obsessed. And I was just like, I need to know what the hell is going on. And again, big picture, like that, I need all of the information then. And I need to throw it all on the floor and just go through it and move it around until something makes sense. And that's what I did well, for about seven years before I ever started making content. But I should have. I started sooner because by the time I got in, it was like, nope, 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 nope. They started really suppressing people and banning stuff. So, well, rapid fire um, JFK assassination. Who did it? Israel. Okay. 9 uh, 11, <laughs> inside job or outside? Also, Israel. <laughs> okay. is, is this going to be your answer? It's like every answer. To a lot of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Did we go to the moon? Don't ask about the USS Liberty, please. Um, the moon oh, no, is interesting to. because uh, there's a lot of, um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. That That is a very, like, as fairly as I can say, like, what, what do I know for sure? They're lying about a lot of what goes on in these space programs. Mm -hmm. They're releasing doctored, edited things for reasons that are not, their, their explanations are yeah. ludicrous like oh we didn't like how the clouds looked so we thought you'd like it better if we fucking what <laughs> you know, what what are you doing why are you air just take the picture you know you're being weird mm. and stuff like this and anyway there's a lot going on so it's why is that i mean you know and nasa is a military um apparatus a lot of people don't know that it's not like it's a it's just space nerds honestly no it's the military yeah. it's all under the pentagon okay so there's top secret clearances and all it's no different than delta force all right probably of a higher secrecy so who the, who the hell knows what's going on there but there's some you know um i i believe there's probably some some truth to the uh stanley kubrick connection i'll put it that way <laughs> yeah all the ufos <laughs> have been coming out recently are those real I've seen UFOs, so whatever they are, they exist. Um, they're creepy, and I, mm -hmm. I think that's all they are. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know what, I think they've been around forever um, because there's cave paintings of them that are 5,000 right. years old of these. There's, you know, and it's like, unfortunately, that's just the place where we live. I, I think that sometimes when I'm driving and I'm just like, there are things flying around in the sky and nobody knows anything about them. And Do you there want to is. Go into that? I mean, that, that's yeah. really it. I think that people are like, oh, what's the truth? And I don't think anyone knows. I honestly believe that no one knows or, or the people that know the most are only this much further along than we are. Uh, they probably do have some smashed up stuff here and there. It's not impossible that things can crash or get shot down or whatever, you know, malfunction. And I don't know what the hell's going on. But as far as I could find in that going through that rabbit hole, it was a whole lot of government people being like, you know what? We have no idea. <laughs> we tried and we don't know. We don't know what this is, where it came from, how it works. How it We tried everything. And they've, mm -hmm. you know, they're still like, don't know. Like that's we just don't know. And I think that's probably the reason why they don't talk about it. Because what are you going to tell people? Like, what is it? America, I'm here to tell you as the president, that uh, there are some disc-shaped machines flying around, sometimes uh, over nuclear weapons facilities, into the water, <laughs> into space, and they like over your house. And uh, we have no idea what they are, what they want, or how to stop them. 
and they seem to have enjoyed total autonomy and power over us as a species. Carry on. You know, like that's yeah. that's it. Like, yeah, we, we can't say that, obviously. No. So what do you do? Right. And it's like, I, I bet the plan was like, all right, we got to figure this out before we tell everybody what we're going to do. And it's like 70 years later. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, what are you going to tell people? Oh, there's flying no. monsters. It's it's you know, I don't know what the hell it is. And then uh, I got two more for you that you for, okay. next one should be pretty easy. Flat or round earth? I don't know. I don't care. You know, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's round. I've been around it. You know, I've flown yeah. in one direction. I've been, uh, you know, it, in the middle of the South Pacific Ocean with n land and no directions anywhere. And I'm navigating by my GPS, which is attached to a satellite, which doesn't exist yep. in the flat earth people. And I'm like, no, like, no, that was cell phone towers. And I'm like, bro, I was there. And I, it was nothing but ocean. And you ever, you ever been in a place where there's just ocean in every direction? Mm -hmm. It's kind of fucked yep. up. Where you're it's like, scary, especially at uh, night. It's very black. Yeah. Oh, I haven't. Well, I did at night, but I was on a bigger <laughs> ship, and I, you're just looking over the deck, and you're like, man, if this thing goes down, you know, at least the water's warm. It was down mm -hmm. like down past Hawaii, like kind of towards China, you know, literally the middle of the ocean. There's like, <laughs> look at it on a map, and it, you know, but uh, yeah, the GPS worked perfectly. It was exactly yeah. where we were supposed to be, the maps and all of it. So yeah, I don't know. It's fun and, but at the end of the day, I don't, I don't engage people with it because I'm like, I don't care. Like, oh, the earth is actually a giant turtle inside of a microwave. I'm like, cool. Do I still have to pay taxes? <laughs> yeah. Am I still, is the government still trying to kill us? All? Is this, is, are there still going to be another million migrants in the country this year? Is it? Yeah. Okay. So none of that, that matters now that I, I can't have no control over being inside the giant turtle snow globe. <laughs> That's a matter to me, you know? And being inside that snow globe, do you believe that there's a globalist agenda 2030? Do you think this stuff is real or are we just all making Oh, it yeah. It's well, it's, I mean, it's it's just they're, they're so powerful and above it all that they don't need to hide. They just sell, you know, what's <laughs> going on. I mean, there's books about it, right? They just say, yeah, this is what we're doing. And people don't seem to believe. Uh, I think um, it kind of gets lost sometimes with how excited somebody like Alex Jones gets. There's yes. like a fine balance between that and just dryly like, Agenda 2030, next slide, has been presented in Davos, Switzerland, for the World Economic Forum, next slide. <laughs> like, you're killing me, right? Get to the, why do I care? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it's in there, and it's it's a lot of rich, powerful people deciding how the world is going to, they're shaping the world. They're deciding what's going to happen to all of us, and we have no say in this whatsoever. We are mm -hmm. their slaves, and they can just decide this country's not working out. Do we get rid of it? Like maybe they will. They openly say, you know what? There's way too many people. We should bring yeah. this down, you know? And they're like, let's discuss. And they have closed door meetings that no one hears about what really goes on. You know, Bilderberg and Davos and uh, you know, the Bohemian Grove stuff. These are all real mm -hmm. things. And it's like, you should be concerned. I mean, this, this isn't, this isn't uh, a lot of puzzle pieces to put together. The most powerful, influential, scariest people in the world are all getting together in secret to do God knows what, and you're not allowed to hear what they say. Mm. And you don't think there's any scenario where that's probably a bad, like you, I think you, I think that means we definitely should hear what, what, what's going on because if it's, why is it a secret? You know, who are you afraid of? You're the most powerful it, people in the world. What are you hiding for? And, and uh, things like this and the people that try to try to find out, they get arrested and shot and, and so on. So you're like, yeah, but every I once mean, in a while you hear him say, and the cabinet, 50% has been yeah. penetrated. And then people say nothing. Yeah. People I mean, it's, he just outright well, says it. Yeah. They're from out of what? I don't, I don't know. He's yelling well, about cabinets. Uh, the time's big brother on. 
I think he's a carpenter. He's talking about mm-hmm. cabinets. I don't know. <laughs> you know, they Justin uh, helped him. No big yeah. deal. And, and I, I don't know. I think it's it's just kind of paralyzing too. But I, I, a lot of it is our own fault because we've we've tolerated it. Um, we have a, we as a people have not organized any kind of effective resistance to challenge this. So it's like. Mm-hmm. It's like nature. It's like might is right. That is how it works. And it's like, why is the world going this way? It's like, because they're pulling us this way and no one has decided to stop them. No one's trying to. I mean, not really. I mean, some people, there are small pockets of people trying right, to like, come on, we got to do this and that. But there's no big, po- I mean, it's, they're generally uncontested in any, any arena, anywhere, mm-hmm. which is really frightening, you know? Well, we even had Alberta. So we just had our election. We had Danielle Smith. And when she was running for leadership, she said, yeah. hey, I'm going to get rid of these guys. W.E.F. Ha ha ha. Yeah, why should they yeah. be here? They're still with our Alberta Health Services. She mm-hmm. likes ESG scores. So, oh, we're in a lot of trouble. There's yeah. only one who's talking about it. And that would be Maxime. And everybody else yeah. seems to blame him and say, hey, you were there, too. <laughs> And it's incredible. They're like, you were there too. And and that's what we have Sorry. to listen to. Yeah. I mean, not that I want to throw them too much of a bone either, but I mean, to be fair, the whole thing is uh, he was there 15 years ago and that means he, you, he can't, you should never support it. Like that's their position, right? Yeah. He yeah, was there you. 15 years ago. Yep. Your last outgoing leader did a farewell speech about how amazing the world economic forum is the leader, not some mm-hmm. backbench guy. And when he was done, Talking about how great the World Economic Forum is, everyone stood up and clapped yep. in the Conservative Party. Mm-hmm. And now the Conservative Party position is that guy was there 15 years ago and he's bad, so you should vote for us instead. And I'm supposed to not hate you. Why? You're you're infuriating. Your lies aren't even intelligent. You're so mm-hmm. lazy at your own subversive weaseliness that it, it fucking pisses me off. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, you're not even trying. It's like kids throwing eggs at your house and they're like, oh, I've got it mascot like you're not i i know that's you richard you know it's just irritating it's like you know it's uh you know at least you know make me earn it you know make me figure make me have that moment in the shower where i go oh my god you know that that's more fun you know this is just getting beat over the head with a stupid stick every day and 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 when you're like and they look at you like you're the crazy one and it's insane and and you're like how why are we tolerating this? These people are either insane or barely smart enough to dress themselves. It, so what should we do? Go buy an island and just populate it and do our own thing? Like, what should we do? Should we check out? These are the things my lawyer don't want me to talk about. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey's is for sale, isn't it? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's not much you can do. Um, oh, there is yeah. some things you can do. But I mean, again, the problem is so huge. This is going to take 100 years to fix. This isn't something that, I mean, outside of... I mean, there's not going to be like a Titanic war struggle. This isn't like World War II where there's like mm. opposing sides that are equally, you know, this could go in a m- number of directions, right? This is all pretty much wrapped up and there's just it's pockets. It's like cancer. Of, it's all over the place. Yeah. And and it's, you kind of just have to see it through to its conclusion. Like this is going to go bad and, and it's going to fall apart. And I really don't see how it's going to succeed long term. So the best bet that any of us have is to insulate ourselves from that as best we can and basically build build yourself into like a black box. So when the plane crashes, you survive. And then in the wreckage, build yourself. a. Uh, uh, it's going to be lean-tos at first, but we're going to rebuild civilization on a deserted island, you know, or something like that, which is like, wor- that's probably worst case scenario. It could mm-hmm. not be that bad, but I think considering what's happening and what we're seeing you'd be insane not to prepare for that because the consequences of not being prepared for the worst case scenario is that you die 
So that's, you know, not acceptable. And yeah, something else that uh, you mentioned earlier with her, especially my favorite thing was that uh, she has no comment on a woman being taken off the organ donor list because she's unvaccinated. This, this was, this is the woman that ran for premier saying, Oh yeah, this is horrible. We can't allow that. Now she has no opinion. She is literally willing to let a woman die rather than get involved in that worms uh, can of worms, open that can of worms. That's what kind of person they are. She'll just, Oh, are you going to die? Just slam the door in a dying woman's face because it's bad for her politically. Guess what? That's what they're all like. That because that, that's that's who's attracted to that job. They see that career path and they see that and that that appeals to them. It shouldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. People that want to be politicians are usually the, you know, the worst people. Um, so it's you just, definitely, yeah, you definitely don't want to be in the cities when this goes down. So are you in the city? Yeah. Or are you just close to the city? No, I'm in I'm in a rural kind of area right now. I'm a few hours away. I'm I have a house in the city. You know where my mm-hmm. my kids and my kids live. Um, for now <laughs> move them yeah. out of there soon i think um but yeah i i wouldn't i wouldn't want to i don't know why i no. thought i did i just uh well it was convenient I don't know. and everything was there at one point it yeah was fine i mean i just age. got out of the army and i i've been stuck inside that machine for 15 mm-hmm. years pretty much and so i didn't really you know assume the halifax that from 15 years ago was still there you know why wouldn't you crazy me to think that you know it would be similar mostly the same no um that did take long to figure out. Even, even, uh, you know, my, my, uh, um, their mom, you know, my, my, uh, partner at the time, mm-hmm. she was like, uh, she'd lived there for a time too when she was a kid and she was a teenager and she was like, this is getting, what is happening around here? I'm like, have you noticed? I've noticed it's getting a little, a little sporty out here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the cities are not, not desirable. Not where you want to be. I don't think. So are you self-sufficient? Do you do any gardening? Oh, no. Like I'm that? ruined. No? I'm pretty ruined. Okay. Well, you have to, I I've, see firewood there. You got at least that much going well, on. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, it's a generational family home. There's three generations living here. You know, there's... Oh, know, wow. Congrats. Oh, yeah. And But I'm I'm here on, on house arrest as, as you know, court-ordered because also, otherwise Canada's not safe. No, your blinking dot is still in the right spot here. I can see it. it could, right. I could, I could, any, you know, any number of things could happen <laughs> if I'm allowed to move around and see my children. That would be terrible. I mean, God knows I could say something in public and people could die. You know, that would, <laughs> that would be terrible. No, man. I so, feel bad uh, that, that you're still locked in that situation. Uh, is there any, is there any, is that coming to an end? Like, no. you don't have to enter the details, but no, I've got at least a year or more of this, at least. Oh, if not, brother. Probably 18 months. We'll see something like that. But it's, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Um, but yeah, no, I've spent most of my, everything I had on, on lawyers and stuff. And I was very fortunate to have the you know community cover me off a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it was a big help or otherwise it would have been, I would have had to sell the house and use all that money to fund, you know, or, or I, I probably wouldn't have to put my kids through that. But, but that's, that's the situation, right? Cause it's, um, that's what and the, the way Canada works, unfortunately, <laughs> is that you're only as innocent as you can afford to be. Correct. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't matter if you're innocent. Well, you're a paralegal, right? You were saying mm-hmm. it's um, not a. I mean, I was. I'm pretty cynical by nature, just because of I've been alive and paying attention, and you know, it's hard not to be when you see how a lot of things go in this world. But um, even that was uh, shockingly more crazy. Just designed to destroy you than i would have imagined mm-hmm. i mean i sat there and watched guys just take terrible deals because it, they were just just let me out they were mentally broken and just wanted out and we're like you're signing away and they're like i don't care man like i can't win i can't get a lawyer i can't even and it's like this is predatory this is nuts mm-hmm. like these guys don't they deserve a defense like well i can't afford one so they can well they'll get a public defense you know these it's not it the same work. you know they're not yeah. as they're not invested in you winning in the same you know it 
not usually and a lot of lawyers are shitty people too just like everyone else so it's mm -hmm. it's a crapshoot and um yeah it's you got to pay a lot of money unfortunately even even if you're especially if you're innocent if, if they're coming after you right you're not getting away yes. for free you're gonna have to pay a lot and it's been substantial it's the cost of a house i've had to pay you know yeah and it's and just people... and i'm def defending five cases in three provinces simultaneously because i'm just that bad you know Okay, so you're not taking any deals. You're not looking to settle anything. You're, you're no, I've pleaded not guilty to everything already. I'm fighting all of it to the death. And these are all criminal. Are there any civil as well that you can talk about? No, not yet. Okay, there never there could be someday. I mean, I don't have any today. I don't know, but no, they're yeah, all no, criminal cause... charges. They're all basically by indictment. They're just straight up. Uh, we're sending you to prison forever. We'd give you the electric chair if we still had it. You know, it's lunacy. No, brother. Now, sorry, I'm going to kind of take you back to our little timeline here. So now we have yeah. COVID coming. So we got Trump. You're expanding. You went viral a couple of times. You got a bit of an audience going. Um, and then COVID hits. And we mm. all started hearing in early January 2020 this weird thing happening. Did you I start talking about it in December? There you go. So yeah, tell me about how you got a wind of it and started talking about it. I was I was watching the uh, just again the corners of the internet. I've identified over the years to certain places. I don't want to give away my secrets, but like where mm -hmm. I just generally these people are closer to reality, and whatever they're saying, whatever they're drawing attention to, tends to be a, a important. Like I've just kind of learned to you know, it's like you have a, a, a so for women, right? You have a certain person that you like to cut your hair because they just do it right. You know, right. it's like right. that, you know, these guys, yeah. they're just, they're just better, you know? Um, so that was, there was a stuff, you know, the Chinese stuff was going on. There's people dropping dead in the streets and a bunch of weird, like they were just starting to put these videos out and, uh, it, which uh, clear now it was, was a psyop, you know, which right. is mental. It, it was crazy. The stuff, the videos they were showing people, you're basically like bleeding out of the eyes and like going into spasms and there's hazmat team. It was crazy stuff. And this was in December and everyone was like, oh, that's just, you know, but I was like, there's something really sinister and um alarming about the pace of this it, it was you know every day it was a bigger problem than it was yesterday it wasn't like a monday mm -hmm. and then you know, next week and oh it was like this is getting out of control and then uh january february yeah it started to get really nuts that was you know that was around the same time the omar Cotter thing was right then yeah. was that january so it was right around the same time and i ended up um in saskatchewan and when the lockdowns and stuff happened and i was stuck there for a while so i was there for a few months and then decided to stay there for a little while um and just kind of carried on through there but that was it was kind of like a interesting time everybody wanted to know what the hell was going on it's mm -hmm. like like when something like that happens like 9 11 or something but this was the biggest one ever this was the this was the big time because it was affecting literally everybody. the entire planet you know the yep. whole world at the same time is being subjected to the same the same operation which had never been done before in my lifetime anyway, that I've seen, or I can even, I don't even can't even think of anything to compare this to. It's so ambitious and insane and, uh, you know, obvious to so many people, but to, to too many, it isn't. And, uh, that, that just the, the audience for the, the pool of people that were interested in, uh, politics and shenanigans and lying government people. And is the TV telling the truth exploded mm -hmm. 10 times right. what it was. And, you know, now it now it, you know, basically if, if Trump, you know, kind of birthed the beginning of a of a populist kind of pushback and resistance, the COVID that was just a dump just truck of gasoline. Right yep. Yeah, it just now it's really going now it's really cooking. And um, I don't think it can be like we're headed to a confrontation one way or another. Like there's too many people that know things are unacceptable. And uh, mm -hmm. I don't know how you're going to put the toothpaste back in that tube. I don't know what what the plan is and it's it's like it's out of control it feels like and it's like 
like being in a fight in a cage and, and nobody's winning or you're just like, I don't know what's going to happen now, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the Anything beginning, were, were you worried about it at all? Did you think it was oh, yeah. a serious thing? Yeah. At first, because because the media is every the government and the media, people I know that lie, you know, when it suits them, when, mm-hmm. when it, they were like, no, there's nobody was talking about it at all, which made me be like, but this is clearly a problem. And it was like the things that were being shown were like, this is clearly alarming. And the fact that you've seen this and you don't agree is crazy. So I was like, this is bad. This is maybe it's worse than they're saying it's going to be. And then once they accept, OK, I guess there's a virus or whatever. And I was like. At the you know the the data and the stuff that was available at the time, like this is going to kill five percent of the population. That's right. this is going to kill millions yeah. of people. This is going to be crazy. Um, and then, but some of my other friends were like going down to these hospitals and saying like, "Oh, it's crazy! It's madhouse down here in Toronto and Winnipeg and other places." And they're like, "It's empty." Right. Like, what do you mean it's empty? And like, I was there. I was yeah. just there. There's nobody in there. Not no one. I don't mean there's only a couple. I mean it's a fucking empty building. One of my friends went and fi- we worked at one of these uh, hospitals, filmed the parking lot and inside the same day. CBC ran a fake story about how it was just completely out of control. Oh, it's it, uh, outside of Winnipeg. Steinbeck. 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 Around there. Around there and there. And uh, like, oh, yeah, it's crazy. And they were like, at the same time, like, no, it's empty. They lied. They just made this up. So I was like, okay. In 30 days, because the airports weren't closed, the borders weren't closed, Amazon packages are getting shipped everywhere, and they're saying, this thing can live on things for days. Like, it's already all over the world now. There's no stopping it. So we have 30 days. You know, because I have some biological warfare training from the military in, in these, mm-hmm. and I, I I get the general ABCs of how this stuff works. I don't, I'm not a scientist, but I mean, they give it, you know, this leads to, and the things you can do to mitigate these, and we're not doing any of them. All the things we should have done, we didn't do. So I was like, well, <laughs> this is just going to be a nightmare now. In 30 days, we're either going to be up to our necks and bodies, or nothing's happened, and they're full of shit. And then, at the end of April, I was like, well, looks like it's bullshit. Where's yep. the dead bodies? And I was going that every day. I had a little counter on my screen on my layout. It was like days without for how many people have been killed. And it's like none still. And I was like, still don't know a single person that's died from this. And I still don't. I don't know anyone in my life. You know, um, I do know a lot of people that have taken their own lives, though. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that have since uh, been crippled, paralyzed and otherwise had their health maimed or destroyed or died um, around the time or after getting these vaccines. I do know that. So, you know. well, let me take a moment to let everybody know that on uh, June 26th at 4 p.m. Mountain Time, I'll have Dr. Mackis on. So he's going to be explaining to us about injuries and how they're being hidden. Are you familiar with who Dr. Mackis is? No, I don't know that guy's name specifically. Um, well, his license know. taken away because he's been talking about it. He's been everything's yeah. been stripped from him. His whole career's over, and he's still talking about it. He's been pushing the whole vaccine injury problem uh, that he's been discovering. So we'll be going into detail about that one. <clears throat> yeah. yeah thanks. Um, what I would be interested in, not for my behalf, obviously, but um, for others, I think this is something that sure. at this stage is something people are looking for because there's definitely a quiet acceptance that th- things are not what they seem with this vaccine. Now that's pretty mm-hmm. much everyone knows whether they're saying it out loud or not, they're thinking about it when they go to sleep at night. So what they're looking for now is doctors that can be like, well, how do I mitigate this? Is there any way oh, I right. can, 
fix this or make it less horrible or what what you know what is there anything they need to be looking into that because that's good they need an antidote they want something to fix if that is even possible i don't know but i would be yeah that would that would be all i cared about at that at that point so there's probably millions of people that have that have that on their mind 24 7 so the first crew of doctors to figure that out is you guys are going to be on a rocket ship somewhere Okay, I'll ask or or assassinated. I don't know. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> right, because if they're the ones what? telling the truth. <clears throat> Welcome to the world that we live in. Yeah. Okay, so now we're at COVID. We're now kind of there's no bodies in the street. News is yeah. starting to come out through your own network. You're getting like some real information. It's contradicting the the main narrative. You're mm. not surprised. Um, they're no. not doing the things that they should be doing if it was a massive uh, uh, contagion yeah. going around, and and you know that, and and you can see all yeah. of these signs. Okay, and now we start getting into mandates and vaccine. And people, first it came off yeah. very nice. Hey, we got it. Go and get it. Great yeah. grandma and grandpa get it. And everybody got that it. That was interesting as well. Um, we had this conversation with my dad because he works in manufacturing. He has this for a whole life pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So he understands supply chains, logistics, times, you know, from when it's made here, got to get shipped to there, cured here, fixed there, you know, the assembly lines and this kind of stuff. And he's like... Um, and he's real good with numbers, you know, he's a, you know, really hockey stats and plus my, you know, so he's doing the math here and they're on TV. Canada has secured a bajillion, fillion, zazillion doses of vaccine. And he's, you know, and every country's doing this. And he's like, so you're telling me a virus that we just found out about. And, you know, how long does it take? He looked at it, I was like, how long does it normally take to develop and research and test and build a vaccine? Seven to 10 years. You did it mm-hmm. in six months. And five different companies all did it at the same time. And you're all sharing the secret recipe. And you all somehow have such an advanced production capacity that you could make billions of doses. All of this happened within six months. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Bullshit. Well, the AIDS, the AIDS community said, why didn't you do that for us? <laughs> I was like, this is, it just got scarier as it went. I was just becoming more, it was becoming more and more obvious. I was, you know, I knew I wasn't getting a vaccine straight away. I was like, there's mm-hmm. no way. I'm like, I'm I'm going five years because I'm like, I'm I'm 35, 36 at the time, 37 now. So whatever I would have been, I'm pretty good shape. I'm pretty healthy. I have no immune disorder. I'm, you know, I have an, you know, people have all, I'm allergic to the sun or whatever it is. No, I'm pretty hard to kill. So I'm not going to (laughs) just take this because I'm scared. You know, I'll take my chances. And then they're like, here's the numbers. If you're you know, uh, I looked it up, you know, somebody of my age and so on. And it's like your chances of dying. I'm more likely to get hit by lightning than I am to die from this fucking virus. So like, I'm not taking an experimental injection. You just, you just vented today for something that I'm not, it's not going to kill me. That's stupid. Mm -hmm. That's dumb. I'm not doing that. And they're like, you're an anti-vaxxer. I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. And I, and I encourage other people. I was like, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't trust this. Was it doing five years, 10 years, 20 years? You're going to be alive that long. What's going to happen? I've I've seen enough. And then I also said my own personal experience with the mefloquine um, poisoning that we had in the military. They said, take this. It's safe. It'll keep you from getting malaria. Oh, by the way, it turns out it also melts your brain stem. Oh, geez. so there's a problem. Right. And and that all and they're fighting the government in court on that. And that's still ongoing. So it's like, oh, yeah, don't just take things and say, oh, no, they said it's fine. You can trust them. No, you literally cannot trust them at all. Um so that's crazy and then everything that just it just got worse from there and they just it stopped being oh it's there if you want it i mean what a miracle which became okay guys seriously come get it it's here no 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 come get it come get it or we're gonna come get you and make you get it it just got crazier and crazier so i was like yeah it was uh 
you know, it's it, it's like a, you know dating a girl or something, and you're like, I think she might be nuts, and it's like every drink she has, her eyes start getting further apart. And you're like, yep, she's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm getting out of here. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't coming back the other way. It wasn't like a, I'm hard to tell. It just started red flags, and then we went down a roller coaster of you know red flag banners for about three years, and people were still like, Are oh, you think they're lying? Oh boy, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Well, yeah, at first they're like, hey, come get it for free. Then you have to get it. And then do you like to travel? Do you like to work? Do you like hospitals? So many people got that. Like, well, they just threaten, which they, like, I just, um, it's probably because of my conditioning in the military and stuff. Like, I I was certainly not, like, uh, I wanted to be the kind of person that I, you know, became. And that's why I went through the military to do that. Because I knew I was soft and weak. And I didn't like that about myself. And I didn't want to be mm -hmm. that. I wanted to be, you know, tough. I wanted, I don't want to be like this. How do I do that? This seems like a good way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i did but a lot of people didn't see this for what it was like this is intimidation yes don't when somebody tries to intimidate me it, it makes me angry you know it's mm -hmm. like oh we're fighting are we okay i know how to deal with that i know what that is i, I know how to play those games you know um and people that's were like oh you better do it or we're gonna make sure you can't travel anymore and they should have said i'm, I'm sorry who the hell are you? Mm -hmm. you you don't tell me where i can and can't go because i'm not taking your magic medicine magic medicine man do you hear yourself you're insane instead they went okay don't take things away from me and i went oh okay they're just scared of you right you've just intimidated and beat these people down and okay so that's where the the fym i don't have my hat with me but uh <laughs> fuck you make me came from right and i was like trying to okay. trying to sell this attitude of like you don't just go oh you don't say it, it's not i politely decline sir you know it was come make me do it you because that's you, you have to commit to that because they're going to push hard and they're going to threaten mm -hmm. you with all kinds of things and it's going to get scary and if you're not like religiously committed to this you might cave do you want to cave and you're like no i definitely don't well then you have to you have to you have to say yes you know <laughs> say yes to the dress get married to right. I, this is never happening and they'll have to kill me right and that's that's what it was and we stuck together and we locked arms we're like come get us then we're not doing it and um that was kind of how the community was born out of that was uh, just kind of shared. Like, you know, we just, you know, took uh, comfort in the fact that we existed. And and I would say, you know, wherever you're at, there's somebody in your town, there's somebody 10 minutes from your house. You don't even know who they are, but they think exactly like you do. You should find each other. And then you mm -hmm. can go back to, but he can watch your back and you can watch his. And now there's two, maybe you find some more friends and now, you know, things get easier that way. But if you're going to try and, Go through this hall of mirrors and gaslighting and craziness, and maybe we'll lock you at a grocery stores. Maybe we'll take your kids. Like you want to go out there by yourself? Are you insane? I don't. You know, <laughs> I've been to some crazy places, and I'm telling you, out there is up. It's getting onto my radar of sketchy. You know. And, and now we're getting through the the year, and we're getting close to uh, holiday time, and they start telling you, make sure yeah. that you don't have the unvaxxed at your house. Make sure Especially that you're wearing masks. Rachel. Shout out yeah. to her career, by the way. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, right on. Go global. <laughs> we actually liked them for a moment there. <laughs> yeah, and she, she, she. It's weird. I'm just gonna kind of sideline. She just started. <laughs> she just started saying online, "Screw the media. They shouldn't have laid people off." Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, now you're in. You know, you're going through. Um, yeah, she's like, you know, oh, these corporate things. bastards, and I'm like, oh, yeah. now the rich people oh, yeah. are bad, huh? <laughs> Gee, I could have told you that. I tried to tell you that, but you chose to ignore me and lie about me anyway. She asked me a whole pile of questions. I answer. She went, "There's no gotchas in here." Delete. Mm -hmm. Went back to typing bullshit. It's like that's what they're oh, like, you gave man. Her an interview? 
Oh yeah, a bunch of dude, a bunch. Uh, there's a bunch of people I could throw under the bus from CBC, Grant Lafleche, Toronto Sun or Toronto Star, uh, Toronto Star. There's another guy that's Toronto. Uh, there's a bunch of them, and I've done uh, phone interviews. Um, tech, like they'll email me questions. I'll you know write them back so you can call me. You know whatever, and just nothing gets run. Mm-hmm. Not a word gets printed. Nothing. Or there's no story at all. And it's like you sent me 20 questions that must have taken a half an hour, 45 minutes. And these, these are professional journalists. They've got things to do. And then you're not even gonna, gee, I wonder what I said, you know, or didn't say they were looking right. for, looking for um, things to make me look worse. And if there's nothing that makes me look worse, they just throw it in the trash. And that's how they operate because they're not, it's not honest journal. It, it's a, it's an arm of the manipulation machine. It's just there to, you know, keep the audience distracted. And if it doesn't suit their needs, they don't do it. Well, I appreciate you giving an independent journalist a little bit of time. Thank you very much for that. That's pretty much the only people I talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you seemed like an adult. I was like, okay, this guy might be all right. Yeah, so oh, like, oh, sure, it's fine. Don't let that get out. I don't want to ruin my reputation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's ruined now. You're talking to me. It's <laughs> over, dude. It's over. Oh, boy, the hate that came Your bank is not going to be... You're, they're, you're out of your bank by Monday, for sure. When they find out about this, I'm going to call them right now. Which one are you with? <laughs> Scotiabank, they love me. <laughs> yeah, I saw that uh, Philip doesn't like them either on his uh, Twitter. He doesn't. He hates bankers. He always has. Yeah, mm. he's very. So now they're separating families. We're going through Christmas. It's mm. a horrible thing. We can't go to the small stores. We can go to the big box only if you're vaxxed and maxed or masked. And now we're getting into uh, the second year of it. We're talking about things like in Australia. They were talking about COVID camps. And yeah rounding up people and now yeah. we're looking around our neighbors and they're calling everybody in saying too many visitors here yeah. and, and yep. you were out two minutes too late and now we're in a real nanny state yeah. what what was your mind around that time were you i was terrifying really frustrating? it was okay. frustrating but it was more it, terrifying and not in the situation was any reason to be afraid now it was that this was confirmation of where we're going mm-hmm. and it was I used to, I would say on my show, I, I use a lot of metaphors and stuff, I think because of the brain damage and because I'm insane. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but it, it was like my way of life, you know, and it's like next exit communism or something. Right. And, you know, we're driving along and then, uh, you know, the driver turns the signal light on and you're like, what are you doing? And then the car starts drifting towards the other lane. You're like, are we going on the off ramp to communism? Yeah. You know, I don't want to go there. That sucks. Yeah. That's a bad place. That's where people get murdered and disappeared and hungry and all kinds of this other stuff. Um, you know, it's bad. And I've, I've studied a lot of those regime and they're all the same. They're all, it's a very mm-hmm. similar, it's just a power hungry. You're going to do what we say or we're going to hurt you kind of mentality. And that's what was taking over. And it was just took people like that as the TV justified it. And they went along with it. And I was like, they will kill you. These people will round you up and kill you. Your own neighbors will kill you or they'll look the other way while it happens and they'll justify it to themselves why it was okay because they're doing it. They're already going through the process. It's like uh, watching somebody do heroin for the first time and it's like, see you later. Mm-hmm. Like they're not, uh, if they've, if they've gone this far, they're going all the way they're gone. because they yeah. should have stopped already and said, what are you doing to my city? That's my neighbor. That's Jerry. Why are you, you're taking him away? Why? What are you doing? Like you fired him? Like what? Over this? Like that's supposed to be the reaction, and instead it was well, good. He was one of those anti-vaxxers. Right, I saw it on Gilmore. Did it to see what they're doing? And they've become these crazy, brainwashed uh, zombie psycho people. And now they're all in denial that this even happened. Like, right. Oh, we never forced anybody. He's like, you we were foaming yeah. at the mouth, <laughs> demanding people not be given food, man. 
like what's worse just shoot them when you're like take their food away you're this close to let's just kill them do you not like read a book you know it's right there when you've psychologically made it okay that yes these people should not be allowed to eat we should impede their access to food you're Mm -hmm. very close to being mentally just writing off i don't care if the government kills them all and you're watching this happen and i'm like we are not going to have a this country's not going to succeed unfortunately because it's just there's too many soft people and it works on soft people weak people that Mm -hmm. need their government nanny state to survive they don't know how to do it on their own so they've just completely given themselves up to what it's like whatever this thing wants to do they're going to do it and that's human nature 80 percent of people are are designed to just follow the rules of whatever the powerful institution is and they're all like showing their hitler pictures and it's like oh if if the nazis can say shut up whoever (laughs) is in charge if dracula showed up and took over the country and said this is what we do now all of you people would be doing it mm-hmm. you might not like it but you're gonna do it because you're gonna do whatever the powerful person says because that's who you are that's what kind of person you are if you don't like it don't be that person but that's the fact if that's what it is today that's who you are today be somebody else tomorrow then if you don't like it yeah no dracula died he can't take vaccin- vaccinated blood so uh it didn't work out for him <laughs> Did he die? He's yeah. gone. He's gone. He can't oh, get any good blood. This, this is not good. Yeah. No, Feast, like, feasting on people and getting sicker. He's like, what's happening? Needed- Bill Gates is a hero. He <laughs> saved us from Dracula. This is what had to happen, guys. Always I've been trying line. to defeat Dracula my entire life, and this was the only logical way. I- How much blood do you have? Zero blood. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's done. Um, so now we're now we're in Christmas. Everybody hates each other, families and all, because yeah. nobody's got together it anymore. Was scary. That was the supply, rough time. Yeah, supply yeah. chains are all over the place. We don't know what's going on with China. There's a little bit of stuff kicking off. Uh, Russia is starting to go around other another yeah. country. All this stuff is happening. And then they decide, well, let's just go ahead and mandate vaccines on truckers and really screw that up. And yeah. that announcement comes out. And then we went, mm-hmm. huh? I'm sorry, yeah. what? These were the heroes for the last two years that were out there moving everything when we had to lock down. And now we want to make their lives yeah. difficult. And then we get can, a video from the border and everything started to kick off from there. Can you so imagine you what would have happened if there was no convoy? Would I even be alive right now? You know what I mean? That's how significant that was. That threw a, the biggest wrench into the chain of I've ever seen uh and it was it was incredible it was the most glorious thing i've ever seen and probably ever will see i mm-hmm. hope not but I, it's done to me a couple times that i was like i will probably never have that much fun again and i'll probably never be that thrilled to be Proud. alive again because that was just you know that that's i've, I've again not a bra- i mean lots of people have you know been in positions and things that i've done so i'm not special in that way but when you've been on the edge of human existence where there's bullets flying past your head and people are getting blown up and whatever i'm familiar with what intense emotional experiences feel and i'm like i don't think that's got to be up there mm-hmm. <laughs> what else is, that was crazy it's like your whole tribe of the whole country's there it seemed i mean pretty much right almost and there for every person that was there there was 10 that wanted to be there and couldn't be there you know, yep. millions of people all across every overpass I drove under. There was hundreds of people, but it was like being we, we got sent off to war. There wasn't that much enthusiasm. So I was like, this is, you know, this is real. It really, it you know, for a little bit, for a little while, it was, it was a really, it was a proud thing, man. I was really, really proud of those people. Man. I still remember that. It's, and it, it makes me feel really nice every time. Because <sighs> it was just uh, what everybody had to do finally. And he's like, no, 
fuck you make us you know and in the millions and and it was it it the whole world canada was the center of the world and that's all mm-hmm. it took was a bunch of people saying fuck this and all of a sudden your world news every other government in the world starts shitting their pay other countries yep. started doing the same thing the dutch started doing it the brazilian the americans were trying it was like uh that's that how quickly and easily that happened that really scared the pants off of them and that's because the, the proliferation of social media has drawn the world so much something crazy if it's if it's worth people's attention can happen in bangkok i can find out about it in two minutes Mm -hmm. or live you know and there (laughs) it's unprecedented in human existence how do you deal with that that creates a kind of a hive mind of the of the peasant class now which if it figures out how to or uh, if it figures out its identity of like i'm the slave this is bad it's over so they mm-hmm. have to stop that at all costs. There can be no, you know, awareness to 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 what uh, what the what the true state of affairs. It's like the man behind the curtain in the Wizard of Oz. You know, it's like they're very powerful because they have their hands on the controls. But you could just knock them over. <laughs> that would be well, it. You know, they we outnumber these people by like millions to one. You know what I mean? It's it's not, you know. And and when you're watching the news at that point, CBC was talking about the truck convoy in BC, which was 10 little trucks and had a little tiny convoy. So you look up trucker convoy, that's what they're reporting. And this 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 convoy is now making its way through Manitoba, making its way through Ontario, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And then it arrives and sets up shop. It's like a big party. The bouncy crazy. castles and a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. We're not seeing people storm the hill. We're not seeing like a Jan 6 type of thing. By the way, that was not what it seems to be. Oh, I, I know. Yeah. The FBI, the government attacked itself again, and now you're the pro again. Jesus happens yeah. a lot in America, especially, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Why can't people figure this out? Because they're too Damn. busy watching TV. Yeah. Um, so now it rolls in and it's not violent. People aren't going crazy. It's not taken over the Parliament Hill. It sinks in for a few days, the first weekend. It was kind of just setting up. Yeah. And then the city starts saying things like bouncy castles can't be there and this yeah. is a problem. And the mayor starts coming out with some statements. Do you remember how that started to turn at that point where it yeah. was there's they're not going to talk. They have no intention to talk. Yeah. What so happened was the yeah, there there was um, a naivety that existed that I definitely isn't there as much anymore anymore. Yeah. That um, they would have talked, right? Yes. that Because that, yeah, I, I was very bitter. Like, I'm like that guy. If it's a war movie, it's like I'm the guy that's like should have retired a few years ago and I just chain smoked. I'm that guy I mentioned earlier where he's like, they're just going to fucking kill all these anyway, you know. Yeah. I was just, eh, but uh, I was so happy to see all that. But I was like, guys, here's what's going to happen. All right. They're eventually going to run out of options and they're just going to beat the shit out of everybody and throw you all in jail. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't do that. I'm like, they yes, they can and they will. No, they won't. You're spreading fear and division. I'm like, no, I'm trying to prepare you for what is going to happen to you. You need to mentally prepare and understand what you're up against. Because you think there's a bunch of just confused politicians. And if we just come together and we have a talk and an understanding and we'll come, they hate you. Right. This is the most irritating thing they've ever seen. And they hate you. <laughs> they don't want to help you at all. This All they're doing is trying to find a way to make this go away as quickly mm-hmm. and cleanly as possible. And when no one gave them anything, and that's what we knew, right? Everyone knew this instinctively because of the of what happened in the States. 
and you know, I was careful to, you know, repeat a lot. And this was just a, a, across the board. I, w- I had nothing to do with the leadership at all. I was just a guy that was going there. And I happened yeah. to have a sm- slightly bigger microphone than some of the other people that were going there. And some other people had much bigger ones than I did. You know, what, but for whatever reason, well, for political reasons, they singled me out, kind of targeted me. Mm-hmm. But I was, don't even, I said, don't even throw a snowball. Don't even speed. Don't even spit on the ground. Don't do anything. You know, if it says no walking over two kilometers an hour, then you, you know, walk one kilometer an hour. You know what I mean? Don't give them anything because anything at all, they're going to use it to stick their stick their finger in the armor and they're going to rip the whole thing right up, right open. It's going to be ridiculous, but it's all they need. And for weeks, you know, there was nothing, you know, and it was, but they, uh, they'll, they'll find a way in. Yeah. So we heard in the, your POEC testimony that you paid for parking. I did. Yeah. I was staying outside the city. Right. So I would drive in in my, in my pickup truck and I would find somewhere that there wasn't, there was lots of places to park. It just not right downtown. You know, there was Wellington street and then there's like Slater goes down the and there's a few. So probably like four or five, if you were willing to walk six blocks, there was lots of places to park in it. But mm-hmm. most people aren't. I mean, I see them all the time. They, you know, they uh, they'll park right next to the doors at Walmart because the idea of parking on first they'll circle the parking lot looking for a spot near the door because the idea of walking an extra hundred meters is you know crazy. So I didn't care. I was like, I I walked for a living for fifteen years. You know, for a day. How many days of walking is it to get there? Seventeen minutes. I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. delightfully not very many. <laughs> I'll fucking park here. So I parked and walked there most of the, and I would go back to it and leave and go, or I would stay at a hotel or wherever. I mean, there was stuff going on every night. It was incredible, and it was like, it was like a Viking feel. I'm glad that it happened because I think a lot of people are going to need those memories in the future to know, like that's that's who we are and that's where we came from. You know, that that's that going to good... be the defining moment of like what this country is and what because it's like it's heading down the it's heading down into the toilet right now but that was uh that was a great you know we we'll, we'll always have that you know <laughs> now it's been a viking really... funeral in the end but now initially you can't really blame the truckers for thinking that they could have had an impact and they were going to get a meeting because we just went through a year of blm and other type of protests where they did have action mm-hmm. they did get to talk and they right. did get concessions from the government so we got to watch that for a year the year before the yeah. whole summer everything got burnt up and then this is a push and we're like okay well let's go out there and have our say and talk to our government too so yeah. a weekend now, you knew the you took the pulse. These guys are not talking to you. Not a <laughs> oh, I knew right away. Out. I knew yeah. there was going to be a confrontation though because of the the mechanisms that were being in play. Like this wasn't. I don't like to go to a lot of protests. I just don't. I, I don't see the tactical value a lot of the time. Sometimes it's like, well, we're just here to signal for other people, so then they know we're in the area. They try and seek, and we can gain, you know, more people that way. Okay, sure, if that's your reasoning. But a lot of times, it's like we're gonna go stand outside this empty building with our signs and chant things to a building mm-hmm. that no one's in and no one can. Like that's pointless. They want. They don't mind if you do that because it doesn't bother them at all. You need to bother them for them to move. You have to make them uncomfortable so they'll do something. And I would, I was saying, you know, you need to force a tyrant to act like one. You have to mm-hmm. put them in a position where they have to choose the hammer so we can prove that. Cause I was saying like, that's the kind of person they are. And people say, oh, no, you're just cynical and black pilled. And I'm like, no, trust me. Wait till you see what's under the hood. Wait till you see when the mask comes off. So it's like, put the hammer on the table and see if they reach for it. And they do. And they did. And they will do it again and again. So people are like, see, I told you there was no need of that. But right. they uh, they saw it and they went for it and they used it and they cracked that egg with that hammer as fast as possible. Is what if they went to the nuclear? Well, we need we need martial law, mm. right? And th- and they did that because there was no other way. They were forced into it. And the the options were we're going to have to take an L and say, all right, yeah, we we're going to have to acknowledge people are upset. 
Um, what they should have done was done that and said, provide us some representatives. We're going to have a grace period. Of the, this is what we're going to ask for. We're going to set a date mm -hmm. and a time. We're going to provide it. But you guys need this has to stop. But we're, we're committed to like, we're going to work on this. And, for, you know, and it, it, there was nothing. Nobody came out. And, you know, if it was me, just because I'm crazy, but it would have been a crazy show of force. It would have been the, just a big dick move to just walk out of parliament with like a minimal security force. You know, the prime minister just walks out, gets up on the crane, goes, what's up, guys? What can I do? Tell well, me what's did that going for BLM. on, right? Tell me, tell me what's going on, right? But, mm -hmm. but, but they weren't a hostile crowd, and they knew it, right? But that he knows it. But that would have been my jaw would still be broken from when it hit the ground if he'd done that. I would have been so floored at the balls and the and the command presence to do something like that because that's something like in the army. That's what you that would not be super uncommon to see. Sometimes, right. uh, sometimes that kind of guy just wait walks right into the gunfire and he's like, "Let's go, let's start fixing problems," and you're like, "Wow." You know, that guy is in charge for a reason, you know, mm -hmm. and he didn't do that. They didn't do any of those things. So it was no. just they're looking for a weaselly way out and they're going to find scapegoats and they're going to pin it on Pete. And they did everything I expected them to do. Um, and more. Yeah, even went further than I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I, so think, I think people were naive as to what they were, what kind of people they, they were up against. And and the inquiry proved a lot after the fact. It's like, oh, we investigated mm -hmm. ourselves and we were amazing and you were all terrorists. It wasn't, it was supposed to be an inquiry into the government's actions but mm -hmm. what it was was an inquiry into the participants and what crimes did they or did they not commit i watched right. some of it and I, I understand you know since i've been out right and i was like this is uh who's on trial here is it pat king or is it the canadian government because it seems like it's uh not the government and that was you know we know what the result of that was yeah and we streamed that entire thing so we actually watched mm -hmm. every minute of it including your interview uh, but we will get to that in a second <laughs> so at this Great time, time. Yeah. yeah, this time you are thinking, okay, this is going to end bad because they're not going to really listen. I was hoping that. nobody was going to get killed, and I, right. that was my concern. I'm like, God, I hope they don't kill anybody, but I feel like it's could happen, and I, it's a miracle yeah. they didn't. It's miraculous. Yeah, it's I saw people get struck with um, M4 carbines with the safety off, guaranteed. There's a round in the chamber, knowing these idiot cops, and they're doing it barrel end first. It's like that uh if you know anything about rifles or that one specifically the bolt and action group is to the rear could, with the safety off back. and easily dissing but bang it happens all the time if you slam it right you can mm -hmm. and this is a, i'd see that and go oh you know and oh there's another person getting trampled by are they dead you know like yeah. this is crazy the level of violence was something you would have seen out of russia right and and i watched it all live you know a lot of my friends were there. i mean i was there but i stayed out of the the last time i was told you know some of the, the friends they're gone they've been since banished right but they were cops at the time and they're like don't come downtown they're looking for you and i was like what do you mean he's like you're literally on a board of people to capture here you know wow. like like an hvt like if they see you you're going to jail and you might be in there for a long time and i was like uh oh i better fucking maybe i'll sit this part out and then you know the the cops came through and did what they did and i told them i was like this is what's gonna happen i was giving people updates like they're here they've got 500 riot cops that just flew in last night you're spreading division man no man i'm trying to tell you the truth and when you have um government operatives like bj dichter show up with uh, the the public safety minister's former campaign staff of the Liberal Party together, and they're like, "We're in charge now." Like this is going sideways, guys. You need to mm -hmm. prepare for a bad outcome. Um, I'm just telling you the weather. That's it. Like, don't get mad right. at me for it, right? I'm just. What am I supposed to not pass this on? You know, who am I? Am I some kind of dickhead? Um, I I was the one that put out those uh, the WhatsApp photos of all those cops celebrating all the beatings and tramplings, how much fun it was. That was me that put that out there. And Key and Bexty and Rebel News, all these people took it and ran with it. And like, oh, we've got an exclusive. They never told you where it came from. 
right? Mm-hmm. And the guy that's still being attacked and fucked around by, by the same RCMP that have been, I've been going back and forth with them for years, saying stuff and showing people the horrible things they're doing. And then they come back and take another shot at me. This has been going on for a while. And that's, you know, I'm like, I understand you guys have a job to do and you're news med and whatever, but uh, some people are paying the price for these things and it's not you, but you feel entitled to all the money though. So that's cute. So this, this shit's going down in, in Ottawa. And then all of a sudden I'm going to, pause ottawa for a second because something's going down in coots alberta so Mm. they're blocking a border down there and then all of a sudden a bag of guns pop up and then all of a sudden a vest and then all of a sudden a little badge on one of the vests then all of a sudden we learn who you are tell me about what that was like for you to learn that there's a badge (laughs) in alberta and then all of a sudden you are like center stage I think I did pretty good under the circumstances. <laughs> I did yeah. pretty good. I had Reuters <laughs> calling me, CB, like all internet, Daily Mail, United Kingdom. I was on the phone for two days talking to people, being like, listen. And very few of them printed anything that I said. And the ones that did would like take, you know, it was, it was mm-hmm. a frustrating experience. But I was like, look, they asked. It's worth a shot, I guess. If, if I say no comment, that looks bad. You know, I have right. to. What am I going to do, right? Um, I didn't know anything more than what was being reported in the news. I knew that there was people out there and so on. And um, that was, that was about it. And then there was like, yeah, they're getting arrested out there and all this is going on. And we're like, Oh, here it begins, right? It's beginning. Mm -hmm. And then that story comes up and immediately they started coming out. They they threw me in there. So I was like, Oh, so before then you weren't really part of it. You're you're in the edge. You were kind of around, but before then, we didn't hear about you. They, um, the anti-hate network, which is just great. You know, They'd been astroturfing this narrative about me for about three years okay. prior to that, or two, two, two years prior to that, at least uh, heavily in the previous year. They've been building this story of this terrorist, you know, militia commander and his army of, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And I'd been leaning into it, deliberately kind of throwing them red herrings and stuff to just sure. to see what I could make them do. And, you know, it was fun. Uh, hoping, assuming that when the media, uh, more professional media and especially law enforcement stuff, if they start looking at this, they're going to go, I expect them to investigate, but I also expect them to go, oh, for God's sakes, you know, really? he's screwing with you. Do you not see what he said? Like, he's come on, you know, you're you're riling people up for nothing. But that's not what happened. They just went copy paste. No one thought about anything and it went all the way up to the top of the top of the mountain. And I'm watching the public safety minister, senators, uh, members of parliament, all this. You know, one of them was like, oh, I've seen this before. This is definitely I am absolutely certain. I'm like, what are you doing? So you're just, and now I'm realizing, knowing, and, and and only I and other people like uh, Alex and other people that were intimately, you know, like we know what we did and what we were doing and what we didn't do, are watching the, the most powerful people in our country read a script about us that's completely mm-hmm. shit on television to the whole country. And we're just like, I, I don't even know. We just laughed for like 10 minutes. I had no other reaction other than I knew they were dumb and I knew this was a lazy kind of like you know uh hack operation compared to a right. real serious country but i didn't think it was this outrageous you know you're declaring what and they they're basically framing this up like there's an imminent terrorist threat from these from the diagonal people i'm like D- this is not real dude this isn't a real country there is no militia there's no force right. projection there's no threat at all what are you talking about and they're like so it was great to watch them say that about you live on TV is like, you know, it was like, um, here's a conspiracy for you. Did you sure. ever see, um, you remember the Boston bombing? 
Yep. Uh, there was Red one Marathon, of the brothers. Yeah. Or was it that one? Or I uh, see, I'm mixing them up now. But there was one guy who was like, he found out he did it because he saw himself on TV. Yeah. While he was, was eating and was like, yep. And he just boogied, you know, I, it was one of those moments where you're like, oh, shit, you immediately know what's going to happen, right? It's like, mm -hmm. I'm the fall guy here. Oh, no, that's not good, right? Or, um, you know, I guess he didn't get the text message at the time, but like Lee Harvey Oswald or something. It's yeah, like, yeah, oh, he's crap. Like I'm sorry, what? Yeah. It's like, it's like the people that you thought were on your team all of a sudden turn their guns on you. And it's like, there's only one reason why they would do that. Like, I'm mm -hmm. the fall guy, crap, you know. So I was like, well, all, all you can do is just lean into it. I'm not going to run away. So I'm just going to enjoy the ride and feel like, yeah, I guess this is what's happening now. It's pretty crazy. And and there's been no um, real desire to look into that. And I've, I've, I've had a few people ask for interviews. Rebel News was one of them. And I worked on the story with him for like 10 days, right up until the day before the interview, the evening before. I was supposed to be a one-hour spot live, I think. And he'd work, I had all these footage, all the clips of all the senators and the, and the members of parliament, the public safety minister and all of this talking. And it, they were like, this is insane. And I'm like, yeah, I thought so. I thought so, too. And uh, the night before, they went, you know what? Something's come up. Uh, we'll have to get back to you. And I, obviously, they haven't got back to me. And no one else was. It was just you can't sell this story to anybody. And it's like, does no one appreciate that the Canadian Federal Intelligence Service, people are supposed to keep us safe from terrorists? ISIS, other the Chinese, they're hunting this. Yeah, legit. Yeah. I'm not making that up. This is what no. they're hunting. Like that's yep. scary. Like when you're done laughing, you're like, okay, that's funny. Okay, but no, but seriously, that's we have the most incompetent, inept buffoons imaginable, or they're completely just they don't even care. It's just a political Stasi operation to defeat their enemies, and they're not even paying attention to any of the real, like. That's a story, guys. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. That'd be like if you know, the FBI declared war on Kekistan. You're like, right. what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what do you mean? And it's almost like we get a pass because people are like, oh, it's Canada. Of course, they're retarded. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? <laughs> I so, just, man. So at you, this Sorry, point, guys. America got J6. You got this. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, we had bouncy castles and hot tubs. So, yeah, yeah. totally awesome. <laughs> We are the, the trailer park boys is only a 20% exaggeration in this country. And that's not something to be proud of. So now all the members are arguing and they're debating the use of the emergency act. Now I remember mm. the video, they were in a bunker secure somewhere, right? Because the, the, <laughs> right. That's where they were arguing that because no, I was trying to parliament. find them. I had my Barrett 50 cal <laughs> sniper rifle and I was all cammed up in the woods with my night vision, but I couldn't get, I couldn't get a fix on them, but I was there. Well, there's was 250 looking. RCMP officers around Trudeau when he was camping <laughs> or out of saying 200 looking for me. Oh like he's out there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the camo. So they're actually in the building that's supposed to be under siege in the city that's been taken over and everybody's now talking about things like honk honk means heil hitler and we're getting comments like that <laughs> yeah i, I so to be honest i never saw that once i mean i i see i keep tabs on many facets it's of the horrible. internet <laughs> and, and the dark ones too right i see it all i never saw that once anywhere i didn't see anyone nope. ever suggest that honk honk just was secretly code right for heil hitler the first just and her. only time i've ever seen it came out of that woman's mouth so it's something i can only imagine barbara perry told her to say or some other fat moron at the anti-hate network dreamed up as a brilliant talking point maybe bernie farber he likes to lie you know he said hey there's anti-semitic flyers all over town i seen mm. it no that was in That's florida right. Uh, right. weeks ago out. bernie and you knew that yep. so you're just deliberately yep. making stuff up. these people man oh yeah i know speaking of i uh, only saw it once we saw that one flag once the one picture <laughs> taken on the first hour on the first day 
by CBC yep. and never saw yep. it again. And, the, yeah, and they focused know. on it so much because that was their baby. That was the, what they mm -hmm. really wanted to hit home because otherwise it's a boring story. No one cares. Like, so what did he do? There was a guy with a flag. Like, did he kill somebody? Like, did he have a gun? Did No. Like, did, why are we talking about this? Still stupid. Mm -hmm. Well, we know so why. February 14th, 2022. Yeah, 22. He that comes out and said. says, yeah, my birthday. He comes out oh. and says, yeah, he goes, I'm going to uh, put the boots on your head now. So now <laughs> I'll... All of this starts playing. He's and like, now Canada be my will Valentine. Die. Boop. Yeah. <laughs> Happy yeah. Valentine's Day. Die. Yeah. yeah he didn't great. get a card. That's what happened. He woke up that, <laughs> that morning. Nobody put a thing in his little slot. It was empty. Everyone's <laughs> getting cold this Christmas. <laughs> That's it. Valentine's Day is canceled. It's over. Yeah. Oh. So he comes out and he says, Okay, I got a bunch of boots for you guys. You're gonna leave or what? Now yeah. what's the mood? Now what's yeah. the mood? People are starting to take this disbelief. Too. I didn't think they thought I was like, dude, they're here. They're going to do it. They're, it's he's not bluffing. I knew he wasn't bluffing mm -hmm. because I knew that like these cops was talking. He's like, yeah, there's 500 guys here and they're shipping guys in from all over the country, all over Canada. Yeah. Police forces from not literally all hands on deck. Anybody that wants to go and beat people's heads in show Vancouver, up and they did. all the way across and all the other cops are like, well, I didn't go. No, you just picked up the shift for that guy. So he could go beat those uh, heads in of all those women. Aren't you a hero? Aren't you mm -hmm. a great? It's like, no, I, I just helped them on the rail car. I didn't kill them. I'm like, oh, good for you. <laughs> good for you. You hero, you know. Yeah, they were coming. So I knew it was, and then, you know, it was just kind of like, well, if the, you know, people didn't really know what to do and, and what can you do in that situation. I mean, if they were militant about it in the, in the sense that we're going to really make it impossible for you to dislodge this, there's lots of things they could have did, but the will just wasn't there. And I don't mm -hmm. think they really took it as you know it, it's like you're you got, are you willing to die because they might kill you man like this is how serious this is when you threaten their power and it was like um this kept if this continued the government would have collapsed like yeah. without question and it was that close to happening so to them like to, uh, to us it seems like an extreme measure and it is i'm not saying it's not but it from their perspective it's like it's this or we die because we're all going down if this doesn't mm. stop they're gonna tear us to pieces because it's this first, and then there's the tribunals, and then there's the, <laughs> I don't think so. No, no, no. Crush this. Make this go away. Because if you give them this, that I mean, it, okay, yeah, we're sorry. Then what happens? It's like, well, now you're being charged for crimes against humanity. Now right. you're being charged for charter breaches, and you're going to be charged. Like, they know what they've done. So if you yeah. think they're going to just throw their hands up and surrender, you've got, you've got a, cage, a cornered animal. Expect it to bite you. And it, and it did. Oh, it was kind of what kind of started it. We were the caged corner animal at yeah. the beginning. And it's just, and then they, yeah. 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 I was annoyed because they're bringing in everybody from like Vancouver all the way from the East, bringing them in. And you know, they're bringing in the ones that are willing to do this. And they already know what kind of people they have. They're selecting the ones that got vaxxed and the ones that will comply and then they're bringing yeah. them over. The good boy um, points. Yeah. So Canada was kind of watching this for real through streamers. So there was yeah. like Viva Fry and there was Zot yeah. and there was a travel 69 there was a few of them There's and a few great we, ones. yeah and we were watching zot which was a young guy and yeah. he was just walking up and he walked up to a checkpoint and he's like hey i want, I want to go over there and like no you yeah. can't yeah. and then then he crosses the street and he gets another cop and then live we see them like tackle him and take yeah. him away it's funny um one of the clips they used to try and paint me as a crazy person in the legal process and the media and stuff was one of the videos they made directly after that where i'm just like i was pretty heated you know no, like, you fucking scumbags you <laughs> motherfucker. And I, I had just spent the day watching uh, two of the friends that I made down there who were 
wonderful women, uh, Monique Leal and Kristen Nagel, they live streamed the whole thing. And I listened mm -hmm. to their screaming and crying as they were beaten by police, kicked, punched, yeah. hit with batons, rubber bullets, tear gas, all of that. And I'm just listening to it and watching it. Like, and I watched my friend, Chris Deering, who's a crippled veteran. The guy's been blown half yeah. to hell. They're he lucky testified. he's even alive. And he's on the ground getting booted, stopped on, kicked, had his medals ripped off and broken, lost one of them, never got it back. And I was like, but, and, and I'm on, I'm the, I'm the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Has anybody asked why I was so angry? Roll the tape. Can we roll the tape, Jamie? Put, play the tape, Jamie. You know, I wish I had that ability to just snap my fingers and show that. And, and but I, most people haven't even seen that video because C CBC knows about it. They didn't play it. My nope. favorite thing was, um, in the fifth estate, uh, a piece that they used to attack, uh, me and Pat King mostly for somebody oh and uh bowder and his wife i don't know them either they seem kind of it was James, stressful yeah. time for everybody right but i didn't i was like i'm not coming down to your stupid interview what do you think i'm stupid i was on the phone with her for 45 minutes just cutting her in half you know and she's like don't you want to be on the fifth estate and i was like <laughs> i'm on tv all the time i don't you know just being this arrogant on purpose right just just egging her on and and i was like the only people that watch your show are 78 years old jillian and she's like are you <laughs> disparaging old people And i'm like no just you you know you're all <laughs> went back and forth and then eventually she used like five seconds of that whole exchange she was recording the call never told me it was all grease mm -hmm. you know so she was trying to get me to say something crazy too and i knew what she was doing so it was pretty obvious after within five ten minutes i'm like oh i see what this is so I just tried to make it as crazy as possible. She was a five-second clip of me saying, I don't respect you. I don't respect this news organization. I'm not coming to your stupid interview. And then they were like, and he's on a goat farm, and he's out of control. <laughs> like, And then one of the clips they used was the horse that was about to trample numerous people, including a, mm -hmm. you know, an indigenous elder woman on a mobility scooter, like a crippled native woman, really, <laughs> of all the fucking things of a police horse to step on. And, and she had very... to be a crippled native woman. Yeah, she's I an mean, amazing woman. I mean, my goodness. I mean, that's poetic, right? And, uh, you know, at the frame before the horse makes contact with someone, that's where they cut it. Yep. Like, I've done video editing, right? And it's like, well, what you a remember the... mother, you know, deceptor, Decepticon thing to do. Like, so you have a clip of this and you're like, yeah, that's not the important part. It's this other part of a horsey walking around that we just put in there it's almost well, like they throw in your eye like yeah we know watch this we're just gonna lie to you it's so infuriating and then they'll go on tv and, and tell you who to hate and who to be mad at because they're bad you know a little you bit trust worse. me yeah a little bit worse than that is they actually went on twitter and said the horse was injured it will be okay yes and people were throwing things at the horse yeah they, they threw, threw a bike they, they threw a bicycle yeah. at the horse i'm like yeah, but the horse is okay it's being checked like, out it's like holy smoke. i was like bro i watched it live from three angles like there was a drone there was this guy there was somebody over there like there was people everywhere there was cameras it was wild to me that like they chose it's like well all we can do is lie so let's do that and they just lied even though everything mm -hmm. was on camera for anyone to see and they still got away with it incredible that tweet is still up too <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna go in the up. twitter hall of fame elon yeah, musk should sure. create that like a specific page of like just like that did not age well you know like a really you know now, now we're getting close to the end but can we extend a bit i don't think anybody wants to go home yet do you think we extend oh a i've bit? got lots of time man i got nowhere to be okay cool because i want to get it to the poc as well um okay so now we have one house part... arrest where am i going <laughs> fair enough fair enough um so we had a really high moment. Everybody's happy. And then 
Yeah. Like one of the best moments of Canada coming together. Everybody's excited. And then two weeks later, we're now at the worst moment in Canadian history where we're mm-hmm. getting beat. People are being taken out of the downtown, dropped off in the middle of nowhere. No cell phone, no gloves. And this is how they're dealing with it. Nobody's actually being charged. They're just yeah. pulling them away and dropping them off. Yep. <sighs> okay. So now you go. What home. is that? Is get... that kidnapping? So you're not arrested, I guess. What does that mean? Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, it all it came out during the POEC. There was something that came out. So you weren't picked up or arrested at this point, right? No, I, uh, I, I stayed outside the enemy's kill zone and I observed their movements. And then, uh, you know, a couple <laughs> of days were like, yeah, like, well, I guess, you know, people started kind of filtering out because it was over, like the battle had yeah. ended, right? That was yeah, the decisive yeah. moment. And people were like, yeah. no, we got it. It's, I'm like, dude, it's done. It's, it's all hold the line, hold the line. Some people yeah. want it. And I'm like, you don't, you got to understand how these things work. Like it's, it's done. Your back's broken. All right. You got to go. You're not, this is, you're not coming back, at least not anytime soon. Right. So let's, but, uh, we actually, uh, Morgan and I actually went into the city and we stayed in a hotel full of cops. (laughs) One of my buddies came to see us Ed, and he's like, you're where Warren Kinsella was like right next to me. (laughs) And there was cops everywhere. It was amazing. And I I was like, I was look, cause you find a hotel was impossible. And they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, these ones are all full. I was like, which ones are full of cops? I was like, this one. I'm like, perfect. I'm going to see if they have any room. Like, well, you can't go there. It's like, that's the last place to look for me is in the hotel where they're sleeping in. Right. So I just did the oldest trip. I might as well put on a fake mustache. Like it was stupid. (laughs) So dumb. I had my buddy Ed come in through the side door. I like propped open with a rock. I'm like, just go to the South Mm -hmm. exit. I got left the door open, you know, and he comes into the room and we're in there typing this letter to the senators and the MPs, everyone, every MP, Mm -hmm. every senator in the whole house, every single person telling them in serious the the letterhead says the terrorist list of demands so the emergency act is still active this is like right in the middle of like it's war you know and i was like okay so this is so it's going to the senate to be voted on um if it's you know which they stopped last minute um but as right the day before i don't think it was result what i did they were ignoring me i called offices i left messages i'm like hey i'm the guy you're talking about on tv your office this whole terror oh you know it's me i'm in the city I would mm-hmm. like to speak. Would you like to talk to me about what's going on? Because you seem to have some crazy ideas about what's happening. No, right. nobody cared. But I uh, typed this letter. I published on a website. It's been there forever. And there's copies of it all over the place. They had it at the POEC. And I was like, listen, this is what's actually going on. And here's who I really am. And I'm not hiding anything. They can come talk to me. Or I'm open book. Like, what do you, this is, don't make a terrible mistake, please. This is not, mm-hmm. you know, this is not necessary. No one ever got back to me for that. But that's what we were doing there watching all these cops come and go all day long <laughs> we stayed there for like two or three days we're in the pool <laughs> so, like scurrying around like i don't think anybody saw us mm-hmm. it's funny you know i wonder if they knew i don't think so. it would have been funny well they know I wonder now, what they would have done if they'd known i was staying there i was just so yeah. confident i just knew i was like they're never going to know to look at, they're not going to no one's going to know or care or believe it so <laughs> i was like perfect yeah. And it worked. Yeah. I was like, oh, Steve works for the police. Like, no, I just, I just, my balls work. That's all. <laughs> no, you're not, you're, you don't get intimidated easily at yeah. all. You know, this Morgan's stuff. too, apparently. She was there also. And by the yeah, way, she's so. welcome to join if she wants to say hi at some point. Yeah, I sent her the link. She said she might. Yeah, well, she pops up here. I'll, I'll throw her up on the screen. Okay. Um, okay, so then the next time we saw you is you like walked right down the hallway into the POEC and then you sat into the chair and told your story, right? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. There's a couple pieces in between that. Um, there was. <laughs> so that was probably a year you, you later. Didn't walk into the POEC. They they had you remote in. So what yeah. happened in between uh, the end of the convoy clear out, whatever we want to call it, the worst day of yeah. Canadian history? Well, the police had already. And then. 
Yeah, yeah no, they start coming after you right. They come start coming before, after you right away. Right, just before, right before the convoy in January, they started coming down, and they did a like a search and seizure of my house, and they took a bunch of you know my property, which was all legal, you know, and and they're like, no, it's all illegal, terrorism, you know, did this big mental, you know, his, hysterical woman routine that they do, and mm-hmm. I was like, whatever, like okay, I'm just gonna get a lawyer. Like you can't prove something that you have to prove that it's true. And I know what's true and I know it's not true. So I'm not, mm-hmm. and people were like, like, do you think I'm crazy? Like if I was, you know, if I was guilty of what they're saying, that I'm this terrorist commander and I have designs on the country and I'm going to do right. all of these things. And they're, they're clearly on to me and I'm just chilling in Canada, like doing live streams. Like, do you think I'm out of my mind? Like I would be in Mexico or something or it's nonsense. And I'm like, well, you're going to have a hard time proving this, aren't you? And still, I don't know where the arrests are. Where where are the terrorists, guys? It's been quite a while. You had to enact martial law and shut everything down because you said there's a an elite, you know, steel resolved militia of you know extreme mania. They're you know they're everywhere. They're going to attack us. Where are they? You shut the country down and enacted martial law. So, and it results, please. Where is it? Oh, you don't care. So I guess they're still out there, aren't they? So I guess we're all still in danger. So I guess there could be an emergency tomorrow at any time. That's right. I guess. That's right. Right. Who was behind it? hundred yeah. um, percent. And you were in Nova Scotia at this time. Yeah. So that, that was, that happened. And then, um, yeah, a f- number of other arrests for, for silly reasons. And, uh, it was, you know, once, once they, uh, once, once you, beca- once you get on the board and they're like, let's get them. And then there's anything they can try to, they'll go and they'll do it. It's so, mm-hmm. it's such a petty, like, it is what it is, and uh, that that went on. So I've yeah five cases in three provinces, which I've pled not guilty to all of them. I'm fighting all of them, and I'm pretty confident I'm going to be successful in all of them. So mm-hmm. you know I'm not I'm not I'm not losing any sleep over it. No, um, no. but uh, in yeah in September they did came and got me for uh, one of these things for a national warrant uh, mm-hmm. on on and one of the if the alleged charge you know is is a assault a common assault so and a two six six assault which is the same as if I'd poked you or spit on your shoe that with that it's not aggravated is is the reason no it was a you know it was a minor so i told my lawyer about this and he said okay well you know you know he's like we'll call and we'll figure out what we're gonna have to do to you know it's you know it's they're not gonna come get you like you're not pablo escobar wrong Mm -hmm. Wrong. you know they got they got a national warrant and they got their own plane and they took four rcmp officers to fly this plane and and a pilot all the way to nova scotia where i had been held for six days in solitary confinement picked me up put me in ankle chains wrist chains belly chains fly me all the way back to saskatchewan put me in jail there for a week in solitary confinement deny me bail and say you're staying here till trial in however many years that is and i was like Mm -hmm. Touche. <laughs> you know, like, well, I, I see the game has evolved, has it? Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing this now. I'm getting the Pat King treatment. Am I? We'll see about this. And uh, fortunately, I was able to escape. You know, I, I did get uh, in touch with a very, very, you know, excellent couple of lawyers. And um, the community, again, was, I mean, I can't thank them enough for for the help yeah. and the and just the the more like the amount of letters i got alone was banana like people were jealous they were getting mad <laughs> you know i got in some fights over it but uh yeah i got cr- hundreds of letters from all over the world some of them from greece i'm like there's people in greece following me that's crazy um so that was that was wild and yeah they uh they told me at whatever point that was i think it was late october right uh, before or after halloween or no it was november sometime in november yeah after yeah. remembrance day 
because I remember I put out a, a, I was writing messages on the floor and I gave it to Morgan to, or I recorded over the phone for somebody. I was getting, you know, info out that way to people. And um, they called and, and I was kind of mad because I wanted to testify. And I had been right. contacted by the inquiry before all of this. And they said, would you be interested in, I said, oh yeah, oh yes, mm -hmm. I am. I would love to, you know. Right. And, well, I was uh, going to say, at first you weren't on the witness list and we were wondering no. if you were going to be there. And, and, and then they, all of a sudden I they figured, announced it. I had been talking about it for a few weeks prior. That I was like, I'm really looking forward to this inquiry. I have a feeling mm. I'm going to get called. I'll, I will fly down there and put on my best seat. I'll stroll right in there and be like, I'm going to tell you a story. How are you ready right. for this? You know? And uh, that's not they what happened. They had other plans. Sense. They had other Yeah, plans. they did. Uh, well, I don't know. It may have just been a coincidence, but because, um, yeah. I mean, the RCMP, they're already after me. And they already had lots of motivation to, you know, do it's It's personal for them. And well, um, there's a lot of coincidences, especially with Tamara as well. Yeah, there's a lot of very petty, childish, pathetic, weak, you know, simp man, you know, mm -hmm. behavior going on, especially with cops. It's very fairly common with them, it seems like. But they, um, yeah, they dragged me out there and told me, you know, um, on a, I think it was like a Sunday or a Monday, my lawyer calls and he's like, so uh, <laughs> they want you to testify on Friday. <laughs> I was like, what? And I'm like, you know, I, I know what they want. They want to see me all disheveled and, you know, uh, emaciated from prison, you know, just pathetic and stuff. Right. So I'm like, okay. I told, I, and I wanted to testify and he said, well, this is not going to be good. Probably they're going to come after you and they're going to, you might, like we don't know you don't want to give them something that they can then use later in a trial against right, you right. and it's going to could compromise your i mean this is going to be nationally televised we don't know where this is going to go there's jury trials like there's a lot to think about here so he said you have constitutional right to say no you have a, you have a charter protected right to say no because you have all these trials so he's like uh, we're going to tell them you know we're not you know we're going to go that that route and i was like okay I understand why you want to do it. That's the smart move. That makes sense. But secretly, I was like, I hope they say no. I really hope they say no. And they did. <laughs> and they said, no, the hell with his rights. You bring him in here. We're going to get him. And then all week, the media was like, the Diagalon leader of the mm. empire is coming. Yep. All on the bottom ticker of the TV, all these guys are asking me, like, is this you? They're talking. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what did you do? I don't know. That why you're here? I'm like, kind of, yeah. <laughs> like, it was there. And then I, then I became cool. You know, they were all into it. <laughs> And I go, oh, Rita, yeah, fuck the government, man. I'm like, yeah, I get it, but not the same way you, but yes, in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not because they caught me for selling meth to children or anything, right. but yeah, in, in, it's, in a sense, yes, I agree with you, Tyrone. Um, but um, yeah, so, so they say no, and I was like, well, I guess we're we're going to we're going to we're going to go to battle then, are we? And I called uh, Morgan. I was like, send me my best suit. Send me, mm -hmm. you know, I'm getting, I'm going to shave. I'm going to do the whole thing. And just strolled in. Like, I didn't want to give it to him. I'm not, I know what they wanted. I'm like, you're not getting, yeah. you're not getting well, this we were broken. I'm going to just come get yeah. me. Let's see what we you We were got. wondering, are you going to be jumpsuited? Or are you going to be suited? Yeah. Well, it would have been, but they were yeah. like, why did you get clothes? I was like, cause I asked the, the things they don't think of. I went up to the, I was like, so I got to do this. Uh, they, there's a cell that they do for video court for like, with the high camera down on yeah, you. Yeah, it was like way up here. I'm like, yeah. I thought I was looking in the camera, but I'm like down in this. I look like this tiny ant next to the, it's mm -hmm. so dumb. I didn't know what it was. That's looked all like purpose, on purpose. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so it's for, you know, court appearances and so on. And I was like, I have this, you know, it's, a, you know, the National Inquiry. And, so, and they knew, like all the guard, everyone in the jail knew who I was because it was in the newspapers every day. And it was on the TV. It was all a big... You know, so I was like, which is not good. You know, a lot. Mm -hmm. It's not good to be a known quantity in jail, especially if you're like, you know, oh, he's a neo-Nazi in a in a jail that's ninety-eight percent right. native gang members. Like, I just, 
perfect. You know, yay. Thank you for that. So there were some problems uh, with that. There were some attempts and so on. But, but nothing um, happened inside jail too. You were okay. Well, yeah, I, there was attempt. I had to fight some people off a couple of times. Oh. Yeah, some guys tried to stab me one time, a pile of them. The four or five guys were like, yeah, we're just going to murder you. I'm like, well, let's see. Let's try. <laughs> I managed to escape uh, and fight my way out of that one. And then there was another, a couple of times. Yeah, it was. I there was no supporters in there? Nobody that knew you from before? No, well, some of the guards did, you know, but okay. uh, not really. I mean, these, most of these most of these guys are street criminals, and like they're not right. politically That's not involved. Your track. Yeah, they don't care. You know, they're not paying attention to any of this stuff. They, but they read the newspaper because there's very little to do, and they watch the news because it's on every day, and there's very little to do. So they <laughs> so they saw that. Um, but uh, yeah, they brought they wheeled me in there, and um, I was ready for anything they were going to throw. I mean, I was really in the headspace for it. I was like, let's let's go. And I was expecting a full barrage from every direction, and they barely threw anything at me. That was, was my next point is now we listen to so many witnesses by this point that you come yeah, in and we're maybe. waiting to hear what you add to this. And you paid for parking. You didn't do anything and you weren't a leader. That's yeah. all I pulled out of there. So yeah. what did you think they pulled out of you for that? Uh, they were trying to. Because they're they're the only ticket they have in this whole thing is the Coots situation. That's really their mm -hmm. only card that they have to hold up to say that could have been something. Like that's it. That, that, of all the reasons, like of that, that it, it, which in itself is a problem. It's like that's all it took for you to yeah. suspend civil liberties nationwide. Was a couple of knuckleheads that you found that? Do you hear Dude. yourself? But again, that's like, I guess that's all they have to go with. And they're just trying anything, anywhere, tie something to something, make it look worse. Just make it look worse so we can get out of this. And that was their uphill climb. And it wasn't very hard. I felt like Danny DeVito and that, uh, ever seen that it's always sunny meme where the guy's like, you know, he's like, climb up. I'll gotcha. you. And then, you know, mm. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Hits him with a two by four and knocks him back. <laughs> Done. But I was happy. To, I only wanted to say one thing. I remember I talked to the lawyer and he's like, what should you try and get? I was like, the only thing I, I need to say mm -hmm. and I want to say is that this was the single biggest intelligence failure in national history. There's no, there's never been a more embarrassing failure of intelligence than what happened here in this specific instance with these people in this country. That's just deeply disturbing that you these people right. are this incompetent. They should all be fired immediately and now you're seeing oh yeah we've been basically getting taken over by china for 20 years why are we paying these people how why do they have jobs like there's no but anyway i'm just glad i got that out there and, and oh and i got to you know take some shots at the police too who i'm not fans of so. no I, I <laughs> are like you suggesting it. the police want lie yes yes i am <laughs> i'm you not suggesting they might plant evidence they've done it before Okay, no, I'm not stupid. All right, yeah. they might be stupid. I was in the room across from them the entire time, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, now this ends. You're done there, and shortly after, your bail comes through. Mm. Wasn't too much longer after your appearance, was it? Yeah, it's funny how that worked because I got bailed mm. out. <laughs> I was released from Saskatchewan, but I was mm -hmm. also being held on charges in Quebec. So I stayed in jail for another five days after I was released because I was technically in jail in Quebec, but I was in Saskatchewan, even though so they're trying to extradite you to Quebec. Or no, something, they or? had no intention no? of doing it, but they were waiting for this um, bail decision from the judge from earlier. And it was just she was on vacation or something. So they had to wait until oh. this day. So it's like you're out, but you're not out. So go back. I'm like. Do you have any idea how much of a mind fuck this system is? Right. It makes no sense. It's like, so you're out, but you're not out because they in here and just shut up. Just eat the salad and die. Shut up. 
you know, you piece of garbage, just get back in your cage. It's so no, it's crazy, it's man. And it's, um, it's really a, it's really a, uh, man, jail is, uh, <laughs> it sucks. That's <laughs> not great. I don't recommend it. Um, I'm mm. fortunate to have the background and the up, you know, that I did. I wouldn't want to, and it wasn't a huge, it wasn't a big deal to me. Um, I appreciate how it is like in the scale of, you know, how fucked up it is of a place to find yourself. But I mean, I've been worse, you know, so it wasn't a huge adjustment, but I, it, to go into that a place like that, if you're somebody that's like, and I saw a couple and they, you know, I felt bad for them. Like there was one guy who he just, you know, he was, had a drunk driving charge, got crashed his truck. He got pulled over and he's in jail and they, you know, didn't, couldn't get a surety bail denied. And he's just like, oh, huh. you know, this guy, you know, he worked at a bank, you know, he's like, it's over and he's in there with guys are getting face tattoos and stabbing people and he's like i don't want to die and i'm like good luck dude i i don't know what happened to him but uh I, he, he was in there for like a week before i left and i was like good luck so, you know these other guys are like hardened you know they i was eating breakfast next to a guy who just did 10 years for murder and he's back up on murder charges again he's like i didn't even do this one i'm like <laughs> no, i didn't do this one they're not gonna believe you face tattoo guy you know no. he's got like kill written on his face and he's like i didn't even do this murder like well they should just put a dying long badge on him and then all of a sudden yeah. bring him out yeah some of them um, are good dudes i mean i mean in a sense i mean as good as you could i mean everybody's got problems and you don't want to judge people sure, too much right sure. but some of them were like i felt bad for the man i'm just like your life is so fucked up and i can see why they don't care like once mm -hmm. it's so far gone you're like you're like so this is what you do you're just in jail out of jail sell drugs shoot whoever like he's just like yeah because it's like my whole life is a train wreck. It's an irrecoverable, like lost beyond all repair. So I'm just riding it till the wheels fall off or I die. I hope I do. I really don't care. And they don't. Like you can see it in their face. I'm like, I don't care if I die. Like I have no reason to live. And it's just, man, like the hopelessness of it all is like, and that's what they do instead. It was like, well, I'll just mm. be a piece of shit until then. <laughs> like, well, it's a I gotta tell you, crazy place. Yeah, your empathy is not making you uh, a very good terrorist here, buddy. It's, I'm uh, a very <laughs> good terrorist, sir. I brought this whole place down with nothing but a microphone. Wait till I get a slingshot. Uh, from my perspective, it was a black piece of paper, the white stripe, and that was it. That was the end of the world now. It's a canvas flag, sir. Have some respect. <laughs> and you didn't even live in the white area. You're in Nova Scotia. So how are you the <laughs> yeah. king of this territory? You're in the black area. Don't worry about it's it. It's a state of mind. It's a it's it, it's a mental illness. It's a it mm -hmm. means that you're a a far right terrorist and a crazy evil person is what it means. Yeah. So yeah. And it also means so. to tear down the government and replace them all without sure. a, an election. Yeah. So sure. was Nova Scotia your next stop? So you're done with Saskatchewan and yeah, I'd moved back. I, my children live here. My family lives here. Like I didn't really intend to be out there for that long. I kind of liked it out there. The you know, and, kept you there. For, the at first. Yeah. And I was like, you know, and it just, it's different. Like Western Canada. Well, you're from Saskatoon, right? So yep, you're yeah, saying, yeah. so it's a different country compared to Eastern and you've been in Nova Scotia as well. So you probably know what yeah, I mean. I guess I'm, you said I'm it's been a while since you over. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like the nineties, the nineties Nova Scotia, but it's very, very. I mean, it's it's just like every other liberal place, you know, that exists. It's mostly everybody's afraid of everything and retarded and woke, and it, you know, it's just changed so much. Um, but yeah. Western Canada is still not that bad, and it's still no. very kind. Of, it's more like the United States. It does feel like a different country. Like there's a cultural shift. Like you can tell immediately mm -hmm. as soon as you're there. Like everybody's driving pickup trucks. There's giant Canadian flags everywhere. Everything's guns and Cabela's and John Deere, and you're like. Am I in Montana? I like and you're like, no, but close, you know, and like, oh, oh well, that's not bad. I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> President's Choice, you know, Montana or 
but I liked it. I like Saskatchewan. I like Alberta. I like the people out there. I just like the, I just liked it better. It just suited me, you know, better. And, um, you know, you but have again, a lot of like, support out here. And I you liked would be it. Out here. Yeah. yeah. And but, but again, my family and everybody's home. Yes, so it was hard to like, I was like, I do it. It's just, it was getting too crazy too. So I was like, I gotta be, I gotta stay home. That was before the convoy. So I came back and then the, the police came after me. They had a, they had a meeting, all of this, all of the, the top sergeants in, in Nova Scotia had to have a meeting about me. I found out they had this, get, 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 go, go down to the bunker to have some kind of briefing or something. I mean, the things I read, you know, cause there's just so much of this crap to go through with the lawyer. And I'm just like, really? Wow. You know, I, yeah. I wonder, right. What are these guys thinking when they're coming to arrest me? Like just heart in their chest. I hope he doesn't kill me. Like, I'm like, That's right. I'm literally eating noodles and watching cartoons right now, dude. Like, what do you mean? That's right. You get disclosure because uh, they're charging you. So you get some disclosure yeah. here. Oh yeah. So I has that been all kinds of goodies, you? man. There's some fun stuff in there. I'm really looking forward to trial. I want to get it in there. I want to and then get it out. Yeah, do you have trial dates at this point? Well, they keep getting pushed back. I do have a couple. Yeah, I've got um, okay. one in the. I I don't even remember which is which because there's five of them, and I'm just basically the lawyer. I'm just like, tell me when to show up. That's all you got to do. Mm -hmm. Tell me when I got to be, when and where, and and I'll be there like this and then we'll just go to work or whatever it is um but there's so i think uh, there was supposed to be one in july i think that might be getting pushed back there was one in the fall there's one in december uh there might be two in the fall and one in or not december january yeah i don't know and there's i, I think one still doesn't have dates it might be next summer so there's if you there's went four of them yeah, so make sure you keep us updated on that. We want to keep attention on that. As soon so, as I'm, as soon as I'm given the green light to say whatever, it's going to be coming out. You know, I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be a good day. It's kind of like Trump winning or something. We're just the, the floodgates will open. and yeah. We'll get all the information. There's going to be a lot of angry people, I think, <laughs> and they're just like, "Oh, you're I'm going to be so happy when you go to jail." I'm just like, I hope it's not on your Christmas list. Yeah, I mean, no. you never know. They could. I mean, I'm not just like. I mean, they have what they have and they're going to try. Right. And it is the government and it is, you know, it's not like it's, um, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, in, in, I'm not an idiot. I'm not like, ah, it's a piece of crap. Anything like that. But I mean, you know, again, I know I, I play not guilty for a reason. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm confident that it's, uh, it's, you know, I don't, I don't believe that it's that corrupted and that ridiculous yet. I mean, we could get there right. in the future, but you I still don't have think that hope. I I've seen enough to be confident that it's, it's still pretty, I mean, I mean, it, there, I mean, what's happened in the States has gotten really disturbing. I don't think we're that level yet, but I mean, the stakes are so much higher with what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not going to be, I mean, billionaires aren't going to be going to prison if I get all, you know what I mean? Like, but that could be the case if they don't deal with Trump and things like, you know, what's going on there. Like there's all much bigger stakes there. So it's not crazy to, to to see why there would be crazier swing crazier things being done uh than it is here but i don't know i mean again they got to prove it right? yeah so yeah so the next year or so you're going to be in this limbo stage of not sure where this is and that's yeah. well, they didn't want to let me out i was supposed to stay in there they were really clear about they really didn't want me out of there they tried hard to keep me in and house arrest everything. literally means you can't leave that house uh, well, I can go up for certain hours. I have a curfew. They wanted like ankle bracelets and all that, but Nova Scotia she doesn't do them anymore because we're broke. And we don't have those, I guess, apparently. So that wasn't an option. And so they, yeah, they wanted to make sure I was here far away from my children and, you know, my support network and friends and so on and just stuck there for as long as possible. And it's going to be Sorry. until. Your children are in Saskatchewan, or are they in? No, in they're they're in Nova Scotia, but they're at uh, my okay. house with their mother in in, okay, uh, okay. in the city, and I'm a few. Okay. It's a few hours, so it's kind of 
they have school and stuff, you know, so it's like drive up there and see them for an hour and a half and then turn around, and drive a few hours back and spend $180 in gas to do it. Like, so it's, yeah. Now you still doing your show and I can see it's, it's getting popular. Yeah. Is it, is it still growing or, or what's going on with your show? Now? Yeah, it goes about two to 3% a month, which is pretty good. Um, once you kind of get, once you find an audience. I think, um, I'm not like a marketing guru guy or anything. I did, I did kind of play the markets a little bit. Um, when I started getting really interested in finance and how that worked, that was part of my school. I just all of a sudden decided, Hey, I mean, some people get rich doing this. Maybe I can't, you can't, it's bullshit. It's so again, also corrupt. And so once don't even, don't even waste your time for the most part, unless it's some like a slam dunk, obvious kind of thing, like buy gold coins or something. But, um, yeah, I kind of got into that and, uh, you know, if you're, if you can get an audience is the hard part. And then, mm-hmm. you know, month over month, year over year, it's like, you go every month, two or 3% growth. That's 20, 30% a year. That's pretty good. That's, it's that's really well. good. If that's a, if that's a well-performing stock, like 30% of the year, that's pretty great. Um, so I, you know, and in considering the, the content, it's not like this isn't going to appeal to that many people. First of all, they're probably going to be Canadian. They're mm-hmm. pro- they're going to have to be right wing, like seriously, pretty much, or they're going to be upset or offended or something. Uh, they're going to also have to be, you know, uh, up to date on a lot of different aspects and things about the way, you know, the world, you know, to my worldview and how the way things work. Or they're going to be like, so it's a, it's not a huge audience pool to draw from in the first place. But the amount of success that I have had doing that, I think, is probably the most in, in, than anybody else has been able to do in this country. Chris Sky's right. been very successful. He's not really the same kind of thing that, that I do, but. He's done a lot and, and he, you know, he deserves it because he's throwing himself out there. He's been uh, getting chewed up and, and attacked. He was just arrested and charged again as well for something ridiculous. Yeah. Right? But and, that's and what we'll happens. Talk to him. We'll and be he talking knows. to him on Friday. Oh, great on. Yeah. And I've talked yeah. to him and he, he like, you know, you know, we know each other and he's, you know, it's like, this is what he's not going to complain and say, oh, poor me, you know, and neither am I. Cause no. it's like, this is what I expected to happen. It's like, you know, it's like turning around and be like, oh, my nose is broken. It's like, you're in round eight of a fight. Yeah, probably. I mean, why are you why, like? What did you think was going to happen? You know, like mm-hmm. you're going to get punched in the face. It's like I hope I don't get killed, but I mean, that's really all you can hope for. Like, am I going to get? Are they going to put me in jail? They might. Are they right. going to take my bank? They might. Are they going to lose my job? Maybe. Yeah. Like these are all things you're going to have to consider and go. Um, if is this something I can live with, or isn't it? Or or if it, mm-hmm. you know, it, I want it to be, then you're going to have to rearrange your life into a way that you know you can and it's not going to destroy you like get a different job or be, work for yourself or find a different way because I'll, like that i just don't like that excuse that people give it's like oh i could i could oh who's this Ooh, she we is. got somebody showing up she stole my stole my background <laughs> hi morgan uh, <laughs> sorry hey, yeah we Jake. popped you in i saw you pop up nice to meet you yeah likewise virtually virtually yep Sorry, we were just finishing up and I saw you pop up and we're kind of just wrapping up uh, at this point because I my next part for you is in a year or so, let's say it all goes away. You're you're successful in all five of these. You're you beat them all. What are you doing next? What is your next step once everything's cleared away? What do you want to do? War. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to be suing a lot of people. That's mm-hmm. the first thing that's going to Would happen. you consider running at all? No. Nope, that's no, not, I don't, not for you. I don't think that's uh, not that I. I just view that as like a it's like a broken bridge, you know. It's like we like when people are like, "Oh, we could take this shortcut." Like, dude, the bridge is out. I've been down there. I know mm-hmm. that. I know this. It's not been. You can't. We can't get. We can't get there that way. Okay. It's not going to work. So I'm like, for a number of re. I mean, I could go on and on, but it's like, 
there's a lot of reasons why that's not going to work in this in this it just doesn't work that way anymore it's just not an honest system and it's there's too much uh there's too many interested parties and there's too and and they're and they're too far too powerful that if they don't want somebody somewhere then those person those people aren't there i mean you well just get in i'm like yeah like derek sloan where's he now you know, like when they want you gone, you're gone. You go against yeah. the machine, you're out. It's just how it is. Like they all have to toe the line or you're, or you're done. You know, where's, where's Randy? You know, like they, all these people just got chewed up and spit out and doesn't matter how many years of loyal service to the, the queen or whatever it is they're pretending to, you know, it doesn't matter. As soon as you take the wrong side on the wrong issue, you're gone because, mm. you know, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes you can get like a Trump situation, but I'm not a super famous billionaire. <laughs> I mean, right, with like right. who's already world famous, you know, that's a different kind of situation. But it just as a regular person trying to climb your way in there, like you have to you have to build your own power to mm -hmm. like because if somebody just comes in off the street, like say you or, or Morgan or somebody gets elected to like whatever, uh, say the Liberal Party seat, it's like that's been given to you by them. They've loaned right. it to you. You're not right. you didn't build that power. They selected you to be caretaker of it and they can take it away anytime they want versus, you know, people build power in any kind of number of ways. You can do it with money. You can do it with influence. You can do it with uh, sometimes people can just write a book that just rocks the way. Alexander Solzhenitsyn's book has been credited with, you know, partly in, in the manner of destroying the Soviet Union. You know, so it's like there's a lot of ways to skin a cat here, man. Oh, there's an echo. There. Um, so, Morgan, do you mind if I ask uh, the queen a few questions here? So. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, so where did you meet this guy? Where did you find him? I think we uh, yeah, a uh, friend has actually invited him. I don't, I don't know if you can hear it that well. Yeah, you're good now. Yeah, you're good now. My my microphone has been stolen. <laughs> yeah, so a friend of Jeremy's brought him to our party barn in Cole Harbor. Um, we, did, we were just kind of getting people together throughout the lockdowns and uh, just kept our barn open. We have a pool table and yeah, it just turned into our COVID bar of sorts. So that so was the first time COVID. I met Jeremy. Yes. Yeah. She, she's also a rebel problem <laughs> child. So I immediately was interested. <laughs> <laughs> You also you like to screw with the government, eh? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a thing for terrorists, obviously. Uh, so you saw him, and it was like love at first sight. This guy's going to rule the world. I paid her. <laughs> um, I would say my my first instinct was like this guy's trouble. I and I stayed away from him all night on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Okay. And then he was he just kind of war on you, or. He, I, he cornered me at the end of the night and gave me a bottle of Alberta Rebel whiskey and my first diagonal flag. Pretty good <laughs> gifts, right? Yeah. Pretty good. We're taking we're taking notes for this one. Yeah. yeah. No more incels. Just do this. <laughs> it was innocent. I was just like, "Hey, thanks for having me over." And here you go. Mm -hmm. Be on a watch. I have, I have the want. same story too, so I get it. And then yeah. you said, "Okay, he's not so bad." Yeah. yeah. No, I was. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was just I was disappointed when we went home to say the least. And yeah, we didn't see each other again until the the convoy. Okay, so then that's when you kind of met. I guess so just that was only so you stayed together with him when you got picked up and went to Saskatchewan. Then you stayed with him the whole time. We were arrested no, together so in, in March. 
You were wrestling together in March. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she said when they were good considering letting us out, it's like we all well, you're gonna have to go here and she's gonna go there. And they asked her first. We had the same lawyer at the time. So why was she because the, the one that I had? Sorry. Why was she arrested? Well, we were protesting and we're very scary. So yeah, of course. Criminal criminals. They must be imprisoned. And uh that's coming up. And we're you know, look, we've pled not guilty to that too. But uh yeah, they they said um the lawyer talked to me. He's like, yeah, so we already talked to, to her. And they said, yeah, this was the terms or whatever. And she said, leave me in here then. I'm not leaving. <laughs> I won't leave. Yeah. If they're going to separate us, I'll just stay in jail. And I was like, well, I guess I'm staying in too. And the lawyer was like, no one has ever refused these conditions before. <laughs> I couldn't believe. We're like, we're crazy. We're never leaving. And he's like, uh, eventually they relented. But it was, uh, it, I was, I was very taken at that gesture of like, wow, she's really going to stay in jail. All right, I guess I'm staying too. Well, I mean, I have to. What am I going to leave? <laughs> Do you imagine if I did? <laughs> You're a crazy woman. I'm going home. Have fun, Jim. <laughs> right. I'd be like, damn, um, I am stubborn. <laughs> yeah. And are there any other plans? Are you guys engaged or anything? Or let me let me pry a little bit. Like, what's what's the plan? <laughs> Phillips tied our souls together in a blood bond, and neither of us can escape whether we want to or not. So it's kind of Apparently a dark not. thing. But we're once you go to jail with. together, you're together. I think that's the yeah, rule, I, isn't it? I think yeah. so. That's hard to top. <laughs> I take the cellmate number five seven eight two. Yeah, it's kind of permanent. Now. Yeah, we were yelling at each other across the at the and when he took us to the police station, she was further up the up the cage or in the you know the cells. We're like under had my face down on the floor underneath the door, like yelling. <laughs> Yeah. You You're got saying, a milkshake? No, I didn't get a milkshake. Yeah. They 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 get your vows and I do. That's a confession. <laughs> Another charge. We now got yeah. you confessing. Yeah, illegal fucking weddings and yeah, they probably yeah, they'll find something. So Morgan, <laughs> this has been a good ride for you so far. This is exactly what you were looking for, right? It's, <laughs> it's been probably a lot of fun. interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But are there any plans? Be. You have your blood connection through Philip. My goal in I'm life fine. has been to never have kids, pets, or get married. So okay. that leaves it, it's pretty easy. So you succeeded. Perfect. Yeah, that works out. Cool. Now, how, are you guys going to travel at all as soon as that lift is taken off? Are you going to do any, come see all your supporters, go across Canada, do a tour or anything like that as soon as you can? Is that in the cards? I would love to. Yeah. So I've, I have not made it past Ontario. So I oh, have you're missing a good traveling. Chunk. I know. Yeah. I, I, it's on my bucket list is to, yeah, do a cross country. I'm, I'm trying to sell her on Western Canada, but she's not budging. It's not enough water. She, she just has the to water. Come here. Oh, there's, I know. There's, there's, we'll yeah, see. You just have to come. You have to come and you won't leave. You will trade water for freedom any day. Trust me. <laughs> I don't know. I want to you take want... this and do this live and do kind of like an in person, like little, like two hour, you know, book a couple hours at something. You know, little venues with a couple hundred, two hundred people, hundred people, something like that. Mm -hmm. and just, I wanted to go to BC, start in BC, and then go, you know, west to east and travel and do like seven, eight places. You know, drive for a few days, stop here, do a, a night here, and and you know, I could probably stream from a laptop in between. Just kind of make sure. kind of a summer out of it or something, or whatever. A, you know, a couple months or something. But that that, that, that is the plan someday, whenever I'm yeah. allowed to, if that's ever, if I'm not put to death in an electric chair. <laughs> Well, if that happens, we'll take your corpse and we'll just still do it. You're so. No, thank you, thank you yeah. for that. We'll probably, uh, you'll be like Lincoln, and we'll take you across the country so everybody can see you Excellent. once more. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> we'll get that train for you. You guys should do that. Okay, you would be able to uh, draw people. You would be able to have some 
meetups, you know, community uh, gatherings. Come to uh, Alberta during rodeo season. You can hit all the rodeos. Uh, there'll be no question that you will have a place to talk. People want to hear from you. And quite frankly, a lot of people want to say thank you to you because you guys, you guys took the lightning rod. You were like the lightning rod for some of this. You took a lot of blame that didn't deserve to be there. And uh, we appreciate that because if it wasn't for you guys, who knows what they would have dragged out? Who, who knows what they would have done? And because you guys were nonviolent, you were part of this group, you didn't give them what they were looking for. You saved us. I think you saved us. If there was one black guy that was on the screen, one blocked ambulance, one badge that was actually shown to do something bad, it would have been all over. So thank you for what you do with your, your plaid army. They are well-disciplined. They, they're honorable. Clearly. <laughs> well, it could have been worse. You We're honest. Been We're worse. very honest. I'll say it that. It could have been a lot worse. I, you know, I'm, you know, I think people, they get kind of a bad rap. It's just, we're, we're very honest people. And I don't think the alternative internet media is, is pretty new to people. Mm -hmm. So if they're, they're not used to this, just straight up like this is what we're like we're just talking like we're in our house right. you know like we would around anybody and it's shocking like you can't say that in public like oh, why not why can't i we say if we were sitting here in my home you would laugh but because these people told you to be angry you're yeah. angry so it's like who's who's the problem here well i think they're gonna be coming after us harder too by the way so see see oh, they... 11 was yeah. the result of the streamers of the convoy because those yeah. streamers really shut down that narrative on them c11 was a result of that um oh, you're gonna see them oh yeah <laughs> okay that's why we have c11 uh because they wanted to be able to shut those down and they couldn't uh but now they can um what are you guys going to do okay let me try and phrase this so you're done your tour and do you want to fade away in the background you want to grow old on a on a rocking chair or do you want to keep fighting this fight until the basically the end total victory, victory jason okay that's what i'm looking for <laughs> to Look, the you death. Want... what did you did you were you not paying attention sir <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling it out of you at the end here just to let everybody know what your plan is it's no, to I keep mean, I'm going gonna, i i mean i it would have to be if i get to the point where i'm like i don't there's nothing for me to do that's a great day that's a great mm -hmm. time you know, I don't want to have to, you know, there's a million other things I could think of that I would rather do, but I can't do because this is just demands. I, I can't, I can't leave this alone. I can ignore these things. You know, it demands my attention and it's just, I'm, I'm able to, for whatever reason, I'm able to say these things and put them in a certain way or in a, in a, that, it, that it has an effect that otherwise wouldn't, you know, right. not everybody likes that. They don't like, it's so mean. And he's so like, yeah, I understand that. But it's like, sometimes you need a chainsaw. Sometimes it's, it's just what is required and uh, not everybody can be, you know, this you know nice type of uh, whatever it is you're looking for. Right. Mm -hmm. um, just because I don't do it the way that you would like me to doesn't mean that we're not on the same team or doesn't mean that I have I don't have, you know, people's best interests at heart and that I don't want good things for this place. And that I'm not after we're not after the same pr at the end of the day, if it would, there was some kind of magic machine where you could test out like, you know, these are these are the really awful evil people. I promise you, I'm gonna. I'm, those are the ones I'm after. You know, they're yeah. they're not. Uh, and that's that's it. And there's people that get in your way and attack you, and they want to climb on you and do what. It's just, it's like flying monkey syndrome or something. It's just, uh, it's it's crazy that they don't pay attention to the, what what the real problem is, and they'd rather waste time with you know silly infighting and stupid you know childish petty nonsense drama. It's really it's exhausting and very telling. As to, as soon as I see somebody doing that, I'm like, I don't you know. I don't, so have you, I don't have time for this. 
have you thought about maybe turning this into like a, a reporter type of thing? Like you can actually get out there and speak a lot louder, collect information, exposés. Like where well, could you go with that? It's maybe in some capacity. I kind of, I mean, to some extent, I don't know how much of an appetite I have for that. Maybe if I'm in a, in a unique position to do something or if I'm nearby, something that's happening or, you know, it's not really my desire to do, like just the daily grind of doing the news. That sounds horrible. So I, I kind of do that now, but I have it just, I just steal other people's <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. I just take other articles and comment on them and say either stupid they are or how much I like them or whatever it is and kind of read between the lines. And, you know, I'm just kind of a I'm an agitator. I'm a public commentator. I'm just a I'm like, well, I think I'm a guy on top of a table shaking his fist at the people with all the money. Um, you know, so and I think that's where there's a huge value. Yeah, there's a huge value there for you, too, because you can keep informing us. You have a network of people all over the place. You can get whistleblowers. You get people giving you tips. Like, I've had a, few a lot of. I've had a few yeah. big ones. I had, uh, well, I just burned, uh, and I'm happy to do it because this guy chose a side. There was an officer at one of our elite special forces units that was taking, taking part in a, uh, you know, far left-wing Trantifa political demonstration, which is forbidden. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to do that as a member of the military. While you're serving, you do not have a political opinion. You do not engage in politics. You do not, 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 especially if you're a major or a lieutenant colonel at a special forces operations unit. That's insane. Especially, especially if you're that guy that went out of his way to make sure other men from that unit were kicked out for that exact reason because right. they expressed support for the convoy. And he made sure they were hunted down and punted some of these guys have world record skills title you know generational talents the guys like the world record sniper is a canadian not anymore he's kicked out his name's dallas alexander and that was one of the guys that made sure he was gone so they got a hold of me some of his own guys and we're like hey you know who that is in the picture you just saw no he kind of looks is he a cop and you're like keep guessing is he one of yours Mm. I was like, no way. And they're like, here's it. Here it is. Here's a picture. I was like, what do you need? I was like, I need proof. And they're like, here's pictures. Look at his tattoos. It's him. Uh, yeah, that is him. Fair enough. And uh, 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 not Epic Times. Uh, true. Uh, Cosman uh, picked it up. I sent it to a bunch of people. I'm like, are you aware of this? You tracking this? And they did. And now he's all butthurt about it. And they're all cranky and mad. Like, ah, it's like, well, you chose to put yourself on the field. You know, you know your umbrella disappeared and now you're wet. You're crying to me about it. Huh? I guess you should. That's what happens. You took a side and it's not mine, dude. So I don't have any sympathy. Now, I'm just going to ask a couple more little ones and you can refuse these ones for sure. Um, you have dark days. I feel like sure. we're on you... some weird dating show now. This is interesting. It's, it's, it's the West. It's the West. Um, you have dark days. We all have dark days. And I cannot imagine that distress doesn't get to you at some points, at some times. So I'm a paragon you... of stoicism, right, Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Right. like we said, we're all honest. Here, you better right? be real yeah. good at fixing drywall. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you handle those days? Um, do you go reclusive? Do you do your stream? Do you right like how do you handle those dark days where Sometimes. your lawyers yeah your lawyers um, telling you things aren't great and you just i don't really it. it's it's just more of the general grind i mean you go through it's a roller coaster of crazy like there's no manual to deal with this kind of stuff so it's like i don't really i just yell I, and at I know, him to like take more vitamin d and go outside <laughs> and, and, work good. Out yeah, and go see real people that aren't yeah. on the internet she and... does do that. i did that today i was doing a terrorism camp in truro Okay, I had a torturing a bunch of guys out and running them around and doing fun stuff, um, which you know is good. But yeah, she does, and it's I mean, person like everybody else, right? And I'm you know, 
you know, I'm an idiot like everyone. <laughs> you know, we're all <laughs> retarded, right? So that's why I'm yeah. asking. Yeah, for sure. But we yeah, it's like days. it's something you deal with, and it's like, yeah, I, you know, I used we used to say stuff like I have a lot of experience with this. Fortunately, again, it's like my my background is like uniquely prepared me for this in, in a lot of right. interesting ways. Where it's like I've been mentally and physically and spiritually beaten and tested before. So this isn't I, the, the coping strategies I use then will work here. And they do right. make sure you stay in shape and take care of yourself. Stay healthy. Stay out of the booze and the pills and the drugs and, uh, you know, make sure you get enough sleep, have, you know, human connection. Make sure you get some sunlight. And, you know, these things, these are things you need to do to stay healthy. Yeah. When you don't do them, you're going to one day you're like, man, I feel terrible. And it's like, when's the last time you had it? You exercised six <laughs> months ago. There's a problem. That's your first problem. That's the first problem I say to anybody. I have so much mm -hmm. anxiety. I can't sleep. I'm depressed. I'm worried. When's the last time you exercised? Oh, I don't exercise. There's an answer right there. That's going to make a huge difference in your life. That should be something you do regularly, you know, five days a week or three days a week at least. It should be doing something. Uh, or you're going to get sick. It's like anything else. Like, oh, I only eat sugar. Like, well, then why? I don't know why I'm dying. Like, because, man, <laughs> there's certain things you need to do to be okay. And that's one of them. I didn't make the rules. I just live here and I figured this out and it's all, and it's true. Right. So that's what we do. Uh, we used to say, you know, if people are upset, it's like, go work out about it. And uh, your problem will still be there, but you're yeah. going to be in a better headspace for it tomorrow. And, and mentally, you're going to be like, okay, I, I'm still fucked, but you know, mm -hmm. here's how I can maybe deal with this versus where you're just going to go spiral in a panic attack and, freak out and you know that which is not productive at all so yeah yeah no I, you mentioned uh you're a little bit spiritual you take care of your spiritual side is there a faith side to you as well um yeah Something i mean I've, I've read all the books <laughs> um <laughs> i uh <laughs> i mean i was raised i mean i'm culturally christian like most of us are because it's a christian kind like that's where all our rules are crime and everything is based around and our social norms that are being torn down mm -hmm. um but all of the way we came up was based on you know western christian society so that feels like home to me because that's what i grew up with and that's not really right. a spiritual thing that's just you know what i'm accustomed to culturally and in, in that you know so that, that belief system i've read the book and everything i'm you know it's got a lot of good stuff in there um mm -hmm. i'm just not I don't know if it's, uh, I just, I, I can't just go all in on something like that because I, I feel like, um, I'm not worthy if that makes sense. It's like, I don't know. Bit, yeah. I'm too stupid to possibly ever know for sure. So I'll, I keep an open mind, but I'm not, I'm agnostic is probably the best, um, you know, where I, I believe in a supernatural intelligence, a creator force, a God, whatever you sure. want to, whatever way you want to quantify that. I do believe that. Um, and I do believe it's a, you know, it's something that desires and, and has generated a world of, of there's nature, there's a natural order for a reason. Mm -hmm. The closer things are to the, the natural order, the healthier and more beautiful they become, you know, like a perfectly balanced ecosystem in harmony with nature is a beautiful thing versus something that's completely disjointed and disgusting and polluted and rotten. And well, we did that, you know, so when we, <laughs> the further you drift away, so it's like the, the world is a certain way. Right. right. And that's the way that, you know, that this create God wants you to be is, is the way that it was designed to be. It's like you trying to use a race car to make pancakes. You're like, what do you, this is not what it's for. This is, oh no, it is. No, it's not. Okay. So yeah, I, I believe that. And I think that that's, you know, in, in things that make you know good things, like it wants you to mm -hmm. do good things and be a good person right. and, and, and stand up to bad things and not, not look away and be, and hide from, and, you know, shrink away from obstacles and problems. Cause that's what we're here for. We're not here to, you know, enjoy endless leisure time and constantly be happy and and just and you know one dopamine hit to the next forever. That's not what we're mm -hmm. here for. And I, I meant it, and I said, you know, earlier, and 
you know, last night, I think I was just talking with this word. Us right now, we're all alive. And we came from living people. Some of us, our parents are still alive and they came from living people. We're an unbroken chain of life that goes back tens of thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And you're using this time, this small window where you're in the driver's seat to play video games and yeah. fuck around. And it, it's like, I mean, what, how do you, how do you square that? You know, I'm just, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just rambling. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like <laughs> the point it. is like, you're here to suffer. Like life is hard. It, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a test. It's a, it's a game in a sense where, and it, it doesn't really contradict like the simulation theory. I mean, who says God didn't create the, it's I'm just here. That's one of my personal, if I had to guess, and I'm not saying any, like, I'm just one idiot like everybody else. I don't know who's right or who's wrong or whatever. But if I had to guess, this whole thing is just a giant filtering process. And God's there eating, watching what comes. Let's see who survives the filter, the piece right. of shit filter. Who comes out? Oh, you did it. Wow, I got one. Good, good for you. Oh, right on. Oh, you were doing good. But then you got into human trafficking. Back in you go. Uh, Try again. And we're just going to keep throwing you through this machine until you figure it out. But that's not what life is. You're not here for endless entertainment and, and give me things all the time. You know, being of service and having a purpose and, and striving for you know ideals and trying to conquer things and that's that's what life. That's where the real um, sustaining, fulfilling emotions and experiences that we have that people write books about that make statues mm -hmm. about. They don't, they're not make, nobody's making a statue about a fucking Halo character in a video game. They make no. statues about people like Alexander the Great. I mean, you know, he killed a lot of people, but you know what I mean? They're living their life and they're making things happen and they're doing like that's inspiring. That's that's what we should all try to we shouldn't all try to be conquesting warlords. It's not the point. <laughs> I mean, we yeah, should be I like to, to think that we're things. we're all just kind of here to help each other through this insane life. And I find the more you know, involved I am in other people's lives who could use help, the the more fulfilled my life feels. And so that's what yes. yeah. doing life good things like that. That's so we have synthetic emotion like um, like men will they've taken away the reward system of progression. And, and like so when a man starts building a home, there's a certain sense of satisfaction when you start when you're beginning mm -hmm. and you start to see progress. And then when it's done and you're like, fuck, yeah, look at that. I mean, you're going to be proud of that for your whole life. And now we have a we have achievements in video games to give mm -hmm. you a tiny mm -hmm. fraction of what that feels like and just keep giving you this these hits of this shit. So these men are chasing fan nothing. You know, right. it goes nowhere. It's synthetic. It's a synthetic uh, experience instead of the real thing that's been deprived from you. They've taken that from you and said, no, 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 you don't want this. Here, you want this. You want this processed sugar. Right. Eat the sugar. Eat the sugar. You know, and when I'm somebody like, no, put that down. That's bad for you. You need to do this. Don't listen to him. He's a terrorist. Oh, okay. No, we we believe that completely. If you look behind me, there's an empty ground. That's where our house yeah. is going. So right we've on, just right. got virgin what, land. We've been working this whole land. I would, that's that's something I would love to do. Yeah, if you know, assuming we succeed in our mission of blowing up the Death Star, I, I would like to do something yeah. similar with that as well. <laughs> but like we said with, with Ottawa earlier, right? Like, well, all, we're going to have that for the rest of our lives. And I can I can think about that in detail. Like I can think about Afghanistan. I like to do certain tricks. I have tricks to do these kinds of things where you, I think about the way my boots felt in my feet. You know, the mm -hmm. way the certain insoles of those specific boots felt or the way that the uh, fire selector s switch on my rifle felt on my thumb and how much, you know, the sweat coming down, you know, and then you start to you start to sink back into the memories and then you start to recall things. You can do that with Ottawa, the way the the gas smelled as you were hauling it up the street or the horns and the hot or whatever it was. And you can just feel that what that was. That's mm -hmm. real life. That's yes. that's something worth, you know. 
um, chair and, and examining and, and building statues about it because that's something something happened there. That was something real and tangible that we can all connect to. And they want to take that away from you. So it's yeah. like they're not the good guys, you know, for so many reasons that I could talk about forever and do. Um, but yeah, you should, you know, seek life, not this synthetic slave existence, but they've got a lot of people doing that for now, for now. <laughs> and we definitely want to catch up with you again. Uh, Morgan, same question for you. So do you have a faith? Do you have spirituality? I know you talked about it a little bit there, but let's go ahead and get a little bit deeper. Yeah, I, so I grew up, uh, in a Baptist church and okay. I Preacher's don't... daughter or no, um my mother was play she still plays piano in the church so mm -hmm. when i go home to grandma and Ann island i do go and watch her play piano with her uh 100 year old pianist friend <laughs> so i love i love the community i actually left the church when i was 15 because i i started to realize that i didn't align with a lot of people like Christians, I guess, I guess, yeah. <laughs> who yeah. were not, I just didn't feel they were there for the right reasons, or they were, you could hear them gossiping during, you know, during church. <laughs> so I was like, fuck this, I'm going to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the fake know. conservatives and fake Christians have a lot in common. A lot of fake Christians are fake conservatives. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, I fell away from my faith and I'm kind of the type of person who, like I believed in the power of prayer and positivity. Um, but I, I'll never put all my eggs in that basket either. I'm not going to be right. the one to tell you that God is definitely real. What, what do I know? You know? And this is his name. This is his address. And this, you know, like, yeah. And the chances that, you know, the God that I was raised believing mm. in is everyone's god you know i don't know but i like the the morals that yeah. are you know that i read in the bible and yeah. um i think we're I, probably in the, both in the same it's yeah, the same like, page with that like their worldview the christian worldview is good and evil and like there is an evil and it's bad and we're trying to preserve the good parts of the world and protect mm -hmm. it from and that's basically at the at the root of what that and i agree with that i i think that's real like i think there's a benevolent a malevolent force in the, in the and there's a benevolent force and they they don't like each other and you got to pick one, you know, but yeah. And unfortunately I found, I was very disappointed in Christians during the pandemic. I thought that yeah. they would, you know, Stand up like, harder or, and seat through it. But unfortunately, they were fake. and the government's so good at skewing, like what is moralistic and what is right versus what God would tell you is right and moralistic, I guess. That's a nice way to put it. And so you just love your neighbors. You want them to love you. Ba basically, the golden rule, you kept that one. So you kept all the morals and stuff like that. You don't do any praying and you don't go to church each week. But you definitely have it in your own way. You have your own faith in your own way. Mm. Maybe it's the Church of Philip. And I'm not, I won't <laughs> say that I never pray. I I prayed very hard when I was in jail. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and Good then, I did, actually. And I don't, I never ask for things. I just kept saying, I know that I'm in here for a reason, you know, like I, I just let that, um, yeah, like I was at peace with it. And I, you know, I was like, this is a, this is a new experience. I used to sell institutional doors and now 
here I am behind institutions. <laughs> well, it's like you're you're following you're following your instinct to do the right thing, and it's like I don't care if they throw me in jail. Like I'm never gonna not do that. Yeah. So if this is yeah. where it got me, that's where it got me. But I don't feel bad about it. It's like it's just how it is. Yeah, and there's no. <laughs> there's point something you just said or... that I I lost. Shit. Sorry, I lost it too because I'm looking at the chat because they have one question for you that there's it's hard to about, get answered. Something about the do religion, you... maybe. Yeah. Shoot. Not there. Got it. Got it. I don't know. Damn it. I hate when that happens. That's the worst. Yeah, yeah. It's like right at your tongue and then it's completely gone. It happens all the time. Yeah. I want it to just like copy paste and stay on the screen somewhere. And it's like, I don't know what I lost it. Damn. I'm supposed to write things down, but I lazy. But do do allow me to ask that one last question. Okay. I'm gonna get too much heat if I don't ask that question. You know what question I have, right? Uh, I didn't kill him. I didn't. I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it was <laughs> Philip you? did it. It was Philip. <laughs> yeah. No, the one question that people keep asking is about the comment on Pierre's wife, and Ooh. they want to know. Yeah, that's the only thing that comes up all the time. Everybody has a lot of support, but that's the one thing that I keep getting asked to ask you. Yeah, because they're, so they're I, I got to do my my job and, because yeah. they're captured by the they're captured by the media apparatus. Yeah, and they yeah. think and so, feel what it tells them to think and feel. Yeah, that's so, why they're upset about it. It's time to go away with that. It's time to put that to bed. Nothing happened. Oh, I've tried. <laughs> they don't care. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Just, you know, it's like Bernier was at the WEF 15 years right. ago. You can explain it a hundred times. They're going to say it again tomorrow. They just, they want a reason to hate you. And that's what mm -hmm. they're going with. And that's all it is. It wouldn't, it wouldn't matter what it is. Uh, you kicked a dog 10 years ago. You, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, oh, you were you know, drunk and driving, which would be worse. Uh, you were, whatever it is. Right. And I, my, you know, I don't have any love for these people either because they're so, mm -hmm. They've chosen this as the reason to dogpile, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, so you're so you're upset because you feel that this is morally unacceptable. This this was just too much, and that that's just too awful. I remind you that the people you're defending in favor of this moral right. outrage are war criminals yeah, and they murderers, kill and they are ignoring the death and mm -hmm. suffering of tens of thousands of people. They got they got rich killing. Yes. So again, I just want to make sure that's okay. That isn't. Are you sure? The final answer? Is this what you're going with? Are you sure? You don't just want a reason? Or well, are I you think, really I, not I outraged? Think anybody you just who, have no idea. Sorry, anybody who knows me knows that I would not um, I don't, align with or be with someone who exactly. actually threatens me. <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> he, sent, he sent the police after me in jail. They came to really? interrogate me. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Too fat. Un, you know, very fat. Um, I just want to emphasize how fat they were. Uh, Playing clothes, <laughs> RCMP officers who were very fat. Uh, yeah. And they're like, yeah, we just want to get your side. I said, no, you don't. You want me to say something incriminating. You think I'm stupid right. that, that you can use to charge me with. Go fuck yourself. Send me back to my cell. And they did. And that was the end of that. And they'll still say, you can ask them tomorrow. Oh, the investigation's ongoing. Is it? Is there an investigation? You pathetic. You're pathetic. Why don't you investigate the fucking war crimes the Conservative Party had us doing? Huh? Right. Want to hear about that? You want let Mr. Morality? Huh? You want to talk about uh, doing the right thing? You want to talk about uh, who's who's responsible and who's not? How about how about selling weapons of war to the Saudi Arabians so they can commit genocide in Yemen? Is that how's that fill your boots? Huh? He was in there. He voted for it. 
But yeah, right? yeah, I see I see the question come up so frequently that I made a note on my phone for it with a link to Jeremy Substack where he addresses it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I good. did CBC, What's... I did an interview. I was waiting to pick her up out of jail, actually, for for she she's a very big thief and she steals gasoline all the time. Thousands okay. of dollars worth. Okay. They only caught her Yeah. <laughs> They put her in jail for four days because they're like, you didn't pay for $60 in gas. And she's like, what do you mean? Jail forever. Took her away. Like, you're going to have to wait for bail. And it was like, you know, uh, wild. So I'm waiting for her to come out. And this happens in the meantime. I'm, you know, yeah. up in the middle of the night, pretty drunk, you know, with a bunch of guys screwing around for the morning. There's a hurricane, right? And then uh, I'm, I did an interview with CBC. I did an interview with Toronto Star. And there was a third one. Also, maybe Toronto. And I can't remember. None of them said a word because they're like, well, we want to know, you know, this, and that's exactly what I said. I said, basically that you want to you want to talk about morality. I'm glad you brought that up. Let's please mm -hmm. do because I'm tired of this fucking country ignoring this. You don't get to point fingers about who's a bad person and who's not when you're sitting on a pile of bones. Amen, Sorry, brother. you just yeah. don't. I didn't do those things. See, I participated in your little scheme and I became, you know, I wouldn't say a war criminal, but I, you know, became aware of what I was participating in and couldn't under any good conscience con continue doing it. Then I left the army and then I dedicated my life to telling the truth about these things. That's what I did. He got rich on it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell and you're going to get mad at me. Yeah, please. Well, let's and, hear it all day. I got all day for these people. But he said about pee pee. Yeah, bring yeah. it. I will cut you in half. And not only that, but you're um, okay. <laughs> I think the, the worst, the worst part of that video was how inebriated you were, and you actually took accountability for that. And to me, actions speak louder than words. And you haven't, you haven't drank since. Neither have I. <laughs> I've been having it pretty good today, little babe. I had started in the sun, and I, I've it. I earned it. I almost drank my microphone. <laughs> Sorry. So there's some sobriety that happened there, right? Yeah. So I, I think a, in, uh, wow. Whenever that was, September, September. That's not a very terrorist-like thing to do. You're not <laughs> I'm, doing. I'm the, the anti-terrorist. Very I'm well the, here. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to get people. That's what we're doing. I've I've been trying to get people to get in shape, and and other guys too. Fairy's been taking a big mm -hmm. lead on that, and just like do positive things because a lot of this. You know, for, and that's what made me the terrorist in the first place. I was saying, find right. your friends, because I was seeing the networking happening and how much joy it was bringing and, and light it was bringing back into people's lives that had lost it. And and it's like they 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 thank me for it, but I'm like, I, that's all I did was just shine the light for you to find, you mm -hmm. know. And they're like, I was going to kill myself because I wouldn't want to live like this anymore. And oh, now they true. you have a tribe of people, and you're not all by yourself. It's a huge weight. I don't know where I would be without this, you know. If if it, it turns out like you're literally the only person in the world that thinks this thinks this way, everyone hates you. Like, and that's mm -hmm. how everyone was being made to feel. And I was like, no, yeah. the hell with this. So we're doing that and find your friends, you know, and now it's now that you found them, go do some things. You know, we need to start rebuilding ourselves as people and it, we need to be as, as, as robust and strong in, as individuals as we can. And then together as a unit to have any chance of overcoming this, anything they're going to throw our way because we saw what, what we were made of back then when they threw that at us and it wasn't good enough. And they ran us right over because we were weak and scared and unorganized and disoriented and confused. And they beat us. They beat us into the ground when they try that, when, you know, as things progress forward, that's, you're not going to get those people again. You're going to get mm -hmm. rebuilt mean people that make that, uh, that know what's going on that aren't just going to roll over. And this is one of the ways that we're doing that. So 
I went, you know, we had nine, nine guys uh, come out today, uh, and we, we went for a little, we went for, we're like, we go to run. I'm like, a little bit. You know? <laughs> I threw up. I ran myself till I puked. I'm puking, and they're like, are you okay? I'm like, I'll be fine in 10 minutes. Just do pull ups until I recover. Blah. Yeah. You know, and then we went down and we, you know, did some weightlifting and did some jujitsu stuff and some, you know, it's, uh, and the guys are like, it's been forever since I've done anything like that. And I'm like, yep, that's a problem. That's why we're doing it. So, yeah, me too. And uh, since I've been in the, I just basically ran it like a PT session. I would have ran in the army, you know, take you guys out and go fuck with them for an hour and a half and make them tired, you know, I'm like, yep, sure. No problem. That was what I used to do. So I just did that. And, you know, um, the guys are doing similar. They've got a rock climbing club out west, and Ferry's got them out boxing. He did bo amateur boxing for a long time. There's all and you know, there's guys like this doing everywhere that have that to offer. It's like I'm not a politically. I can't do this. I don't want to talk on camera. Like, do you like? I am you know really in shape though, and and really good at running group activities. It's perfect. People want that. That's something you can offer to people to do right. So just encouraging people to you know be alive again. Is a big part of rebuilding them, so that's uh, that's kind of what we've been trying to do, and hopefully we'll con continue doing as we are eventually free and really, we can travel. Yeah, like Sorry? doing things in groups too. It just holds yeah. you accountable. It's it's the yeah. only way that I can work out. I yeah. I force people to come to my house once a week to do yoga. It's the only time I do yoga. <laughs> At gunpoint, she'll go get them. You know, <laughs> get up! You're coming to yoga. I'll find you. Yeah, You'll find do it. Yeah, it's well, uh, well, I mean, we, we were isolated, like, we're not meant to live this way. People are meant to live in no. communities. We always have, we always had tribes, and we had like a, a figurehead that was like the spokesman or the chieftain or the yarl or the whatever. But we were a community, we're a community minded social species, and that's been broken down to live. And then we've all been isolated where we, we've been reduced to this. We're one of these, we're just another like and another yeah. click and another, it's, it's garbage. So, you know, it's like those people can be beaten. The people that live per terminally on the phones, like they're they're a joke. They're just going to get rolled right over. They don't even exist. They exist on the Internet. Turn the Internet off and they're gone, too. Um, so, you know, we got to go back to, you know, back to re rediscovering what kind of people we are and how we can uh, navigate this going forward in a way that they can't control. And they can't. It's like, you know, put yourself in a position where there's nothing you can do to me. You know, mm -hmm. it's like take my bank you already did yeah uh, I, I don't have a job you can take i you know i like what you're doing i'm gonna build my own house on my own land and i'm gonna be network with my own friends and family and we've got our own ways to produce our own food our own rain mm -hmm. our own wells our own solar power mm -hmm. we don't need you so you can't bully me like you just tried to do like well we'll take all this stuff away if you don't get this this special injection right. yeah try that again try that again yeah. in five years because it's gonna be a lot harder to do those people are like i don't need anything from you i can say no forever yeah. And so can my children. And that provides me the security and the strength to be able to confidently say no, because I know that I have my needs look after, looked after. And right now, if your needs are being looked after by the state, well, you know what kind of people they are. What happens yep. when they decide they don't like what you're doing? They want to take them away. Great. Or get you to do something and use that as a carrot. Yeah. And remove it. Yeah, You better they, do they this with your kids or else. Yeah. Yeah. They prove that too. Like we even homeschool. We don't even do the. Uh, yeah. I would either. recommend nice. it. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm going to wrap this up. I know that people would like to keep going, but it's getting late for you. It's going to get late for me. I'm a father. I get up early. Um, Morgan, let's go ahead and let you close up and let us know what optimism you have for the future of the next couple of years and a little message to Canada about this guy and what you guys are doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly, I, I tell everybody this, but I, I think that uh, I actually do think Chris Guy has one of the best messages in Canada, the United Noncompliance message. Um, if everyone could just keep that up and, and just keep stick together, that's the main thing and, and do things that boost morale. Um, yeah, if you just, 
if you stick to your your own you're not i don't know mm. <laughs> i can't get by like that anyway <laughs> um yeah so just stay in your groups um it's officially midnight in nova scotia so i want to remind everyone that tomorrow is father's day so mm. happy father's day to both of you thank <laughs> and you very much and all the fathers in the stream oh thank you so much it's really nice there's a bunch of fathers in here that's for sure and uh jeremy you want to have any final closing statements and yeah just kind of echoing what morgan was saying i mean this i mean we're all, a lot of us are trying to instinctually do this and i appreciate a lot of what chris is doing as well i think he's you know he's on to, like we're, we're we're singing different songs in the same genre of music is what we're doing he's got a lot of the same i mean we're on the same page you know he's just he's doing it his way i'm doing it you know he's slipknot and i'm whatever it's just you're into it or you're not whatever but um you know the 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 at the very end of the day um, the will to fight has to be there. If you're defeated yeah. in here, it's over. If right. they break your spirit, if you're you're finished. So that's where the whole you know FYMM you know stuff comes from, and that's why the community minded stuff is to keep each other going and urgent because it's like people that don't quit and just won't die, they win a lot. They often do more than they don't, and that's the only guarantee you have. There's a quote I can't remember who said it or whatever, but it's like uh, if you don't fight you're deaf or, or no what is it if you fight you might lose but if you don't right. fight you will lose guaranteed and that's, and that's the best deal you're ever going to get so i choose fight thank and you and i know that. how to do that you know i learned how to do that the hard way through a lot of you know i'd learn hard lessons you know and uh, so i'm just trying to put it to good use well we love you you guys are doing a great job you do inspire a lot of people there's a lot of people that support you i was really honored that over the last year you let me get to kind of get into your circle you were uh you didn't who let you in i didn't yeah. approve this who, philip. philip is this you yeah <laughs> yeah 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 we have goats so we we, we, strict, ha we have a connection yeah strict vetting process sir Very, no glasses for starters i don't know how you got through that millhouse millhouse right <laughs> <laughs> they hate me so much I'll be yeah. telling you, he stopped wearing the glasses because of the memes and the making fun of him and stuff. He's like, well, we'll try yeah. it without the glasses. And I'm like, I, oh, how many well, heads am I occupying over there, Lanceman? Maybe, maybe he was Just more your... worried that maybe he, yeah. she liked it. I don't know. Maybe she was, Ooh, uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so maybe that's why they came and said, I saw you in jail there. Uh, but <laughs> Tell us that, how I... to win, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First, thank... I will require $20 million. <laughs> yeah. So can we count on you guys coming back again at some time in the future? Yeah, I think, sure. Morgan, we were talking yeah. about you joining the Cross Canada thing for 20 minutes. Yeah. Sounds like fun to you? Yeah, okay. sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, you give yeah. us a lowdown because we're not getting it from CBC or anybody else. So it'd be great to talk about that policy you were mentioning on the healthcare. Um, yeah. I'd love to get into some of the political stuff with you as well. Yeah, we need to. We have some uh, key players from Nova Scotia that I would love to get on the Foypop King and Queen of Nova Scotia, who have done okay. a pile of digging into some government data. There's a lot of logistical legwork that goes into uncovering crucial, you know, really <laughs> bombs to throw at people, and th and that's you know the kind of people it's done by. Everybody, you know, there's like um, everybody can fill a role. You know, it's uh, everybody has a job to do. Like that was kind of the. That was kind of the challenge in the military was trying to, to see what tool you are where you right. fit what are you right. are you a battering ram or are you a scalpel what what can we what can i use you for you know 
And, you know, she's underappreciated what Morgan's done. And, and a lot of what mm -hmm. she's done is similar to what I've been doing before we ever met. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot of people like this across the country that have put their whole soul and their life into this. It's mm -hmm. it's who they are now. And it, it really is. I didn't I didn't intend to be. It was a hobby at first. But I'm like, I woke up one day and, and like you said, like, what do you do? I'm like, this is what I do. I'm mm -hmm. a full time political agitator. And this is how I feed myself. And it's what I do. It's what I think about all day. It's how I live my life. It's what I'm all the time. It's all I do. Uh, and, you know, she's the same. And there's a lot of us like this. And it's like, that's just what it takes. It takes an army. And there is one. that's <laughs> getting there. Right. You know, there's people, everybody's pulling their pulling their weight a little bit. If it's a an ounce you can pull, that's one ounce I don't have to. Or you or somebody else doesn't. If it's a, if it's a lot, that's even better. You know, but uh, if everybody gets up to help push, it's, you know, many hands make light work. You know, so I've always been trying to encourage other people to get out and, you know, do this, do, if, if you, if you can do what I'm doing, do that. If you can do something else, do that then or do, do something. There must, there's something anybody can do. Um, I talked to, you know, James top about that and he was like, mm -hmm. this is what I can do. I can do this. And he did that. And that was incredibly inspiring. And he led a convoy of thousands of people into Ottawa yeah. downtown to make a point. And that was, that should be a statue. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that, that was that, I mean, that's one of the most, I'm so gutted. I, you know, I wasn't, couldn't be there for that, but it was yeah. one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. You know, I was like, this is, you know, but well, uh, again, there's people that make gargantuan efforts, you know, Herculean efforts. And there's other people that, you know, small ones, but it all adds up to the thing. And it's a team sport, right? It's at the end of the day, we all win or we all lose. It's not uh, what anybody's, it's not about anybody's Twitter profile, follower count or whoever's getting sponsorship money or right. right. Like it, at yeah. the end of the day, it has to be about what's, you know, what, what the mission is and, once you deviate Very from that, good. you're not on the team anymore. Death by a thousand cuts. Mm, that's right. We're, we are the we are the Viet we're the digital Viet Cong. I need a rice hat now to wear on the screen. <laughs> and I think Ooh, that's no, last in Vietnam, Vietnam, eat you arrive. <laughs> so you would encourage people to get out, get the streams going, talk to your neighbors, get something going, and just keep the conversation going. That's it, that's it, what you were yeah, and and because uh, don't let these things die. Because if we stop talking about them, they do go away. Like this NCI, mm -hmm. like this. I was just talking to uh, Kristen Nagel today. They had their you know lawsuit, you know, destroy whatever ha didn't did not have a desirable result, right? And it's like this: all these kids, like uh, uh, Derek, uh, in, had. Um, Dan Hartman on the other day, who's he's uh, answers for Sean on Twitter. He was one of the first ones whose kid just suddenly died, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, that that's everywhere. And if we don't talk about it, no one is going to. So we have to. And even if it's just as simple as something like just put up some posters or something. I don't know. Like use your imagination. That's that's the other great thing. Or if you're like, I literally am too stupid to do. I have no idea. Find someone else who is and ask them what you can do to help them then. Mm -hmm. Like there's, you know, just think about it for me. Don't think about it too hard. People overthink things like, how do I defeat the entire global establishment? As a, you're, It's like, how do I sink? You know, how do I defeat the entire Russian army? It's like, just worry about the guy in front of you right now. Okay, <laughs> just like, There's two of them. Deal with that first before you decide to go marching down to the Kremlin. Okay. You don't need to, doesn't need to be too crazy. Just because that's what I did. I, yeah. I had no intention to be where I, I just wanted to make some YouTube videos and screw around and have fun with it and throw my two cents in. And then, you know, it bit me. So I got mad. So I threw more in. It bit me again. So now I'm in a life and death struggle with this, <laughs> whatever it is, because I'm spiteful and I'm petty. No, that's cool. But that's how you get things done. And you can also get your message out. And if you're not petty, well, then who's going to compete with the government on petty? Right. So yeah, you can't let them have that monopoly too, right? To the death. <laughs> I hope that doesn't age. I hope that ages well and not. <laughs> it should be okay. It Assassinated be okay. this afternoon. 
But I am going to let you now go because you guys are late and uh, we do have to wrap up. This has been one amazing journey for me. I've been doing this for about a month and now I get to speak to Morgan. So I've been working hard at this. Oh, Jeremy, you're here too. But we got to speak to Morgan. This is the most important part of this. I knew I'm this, just a lily pad. You were after you her. You were or just she... one step. You were yeah, just I step. just gatekeep around her heart. I don't let anybody near her. No, I wanted somebody on the ground that knows how to get information and that's yeah, her. People are like, so, hey, do you think Morgan would do an interview? I'm like, you ever say her name again? I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Philip wouldn't give me Morgan. Yeah, she's so like, I don't know why no one talks to me anymore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm genuine on that one, Morgan. I do want you to join us on that weekly thing. I do want to hear some more of your reporting. It sounds like you guys both can kind of maybe accidentally get into this whole reporting thing where you can actually start telling the truth. We can hear the messages. You got people everywhere. So this grassroots thing is real. It's it's totally real. And this is what they're trying to shut down. This is why they're vilifying you. This is why it's the 11 exists. And this is why we have to keep doing it. I might get shut down tomorrow, maybe because of the stream. Who knows? But I'm going to keep coming back. Right? And you inspire me that way, Jeremy and Morgan, because both of you stood up to this you guys took the jail you didn't take the deals you didn't you didn't make it they, easy on you they didn't even offer one i was saying this last night i was kind of disappointed <laughs> i kind of expected one to be honest i mean not the, i'm just like i felt like at some stage there would be a knock on the cell door and they'd say you know come on there's some people here from the police or whatever and they're like all right here's mm. what's gonna well, happen here's what we how about what would you say <laughs> and nothing i'm like am i not worth it to you I, no, nothing. I don't even. You don't even try. Wow! No. Wow! They are supposed to. Clearly, they're sending you a message. This is way more than a charge. This is something different. Oh, it's war. Yeah, they're not looking yeah. to make friends. They want me gone, and that's that's been made very clear. So, yeah. Well, we have the Plaid family on this side. You guys got the Plaid army, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll take care of each other. When a, you guys you're a pipeline to, war, to extremism, are you? Very good. I like what you're doing. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> um, maybe I don't know. Um, but I thank thank you both very much. I'm going to take you one moment here to let you both know who's coming up in the next week or so. So, of course, we had Jeremy. Uh, on Monday, I'll be dealing with Maxime Bonnier. So he's got the election uh, on Manitoba. Oh, that'll be before or after the election or during, I it's guess. It's on the election. So the election yeah. is on Monday. So I'll okay. be talking to him throughout that day. We're doing a full stream there. Mm -hmm. On Tuesday, the 20th, we got Randy Hilliard. Uh, of course, you <laughs> probably know who he is. Yeah, We're not so allowed to talk to each other. No, uh, he's told <laughs> me what he can and can't talk about. He does have crazy? a no talk list. Yeah, it's I'm like weird. we're it's friends. Weird. He's just a guy I know. He's a nice guy. Like you can't yeah. speak to him. Like, oh, would you like me to really Like, what do you think him? this is? Ghostbusters? <laughs> if they cross the streams, boof, you know, like, what do you think is going to happen? All right, woo, we won't talk to each other, man. Yeah, and then Wednesday we have our cross Canada, coast to coast. There's about 20 Canadians that come on. We have two in each region, right. and they give us an update on what's going on. We have Rob Anders. We have Zach uh, Schmidt. We have. Um, uh, Mark Friesen, there's a, oh, there's a whole bunch. Uh, Don, yeah, uh, Donald Best, yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's he's the one that educated Max on uh, the agenda. Um, so that will be Wednesday. So so tune in for that one. It's going to be a big special. We do this every Wednesday, and we're going to have Morgan. So Morgan's going to open the show uh, for Nova Scotia. Also pretty good. She's she's pretty. Yeah. Good. yeah. Uh, and then on Thursday we have a gentleman named Herb Powell. Well, it's not his name. That's his Twitter name. So he's out there causing a lot of ruckus and, and doing some stuff. And his name's Herb Powell. So if you find him, go ahead and give him a, a follow. And then on the 23rd, Friday, 
Chris Sky. So we're going to speak to him for two hours. So it's going to be a lot like this one, I think. We're going to get a lot of information. We're going to hear it. Uh, not, no filter there for sure. And he's 0 for 72 when it comes to the charges. He's beaten 72 That's... charges right now. That gentleman. I've only, I've only got, how many do I have? Five. You're working on five. You haven't beat five him yet. Cases. So. No, no, I've got, yeah, no. Probably, I think, in somewhere in the ballpark of 30 to 40. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you're quite at 40. <laughs> Yeah. It's like a collector set. You have to get them all. Like yeah, I mean, you just don't. After a while, it just loses all value, and you're just like, "How many charges do you have?" I'm like, "I don't know, more than a lot, and less than ideally, which is zero. You know, it should be zero, but it's more than that, which is not. A, you know, it's too much. Oh, it's insane. It's insane. And then on Monday, yeah, then Monday the 26th, we have Doctor Mackis. So he lost his license because he's coming forward about vaccine injuries and the problems with the vaccine itself. How uh, it's harming people and how they knew about it ahead of time. Uh, it took them four months from the first vaccine to the website for vaccine injury to be up for the government. So they knew ahead of time that this was coming because they already had the tech in place for the vaccine injury website. So we'll be talking to Dr. Mackis on that one. On the 27th, I have Chris Erickson. So he's all over Twitter. You may have seen him. Uh, he's out in BC. He does a lot of political stuff. He's really pushing all the bright buttons and he's really keeping them accountable. He does a lot of the Chinese uh, stuff and he's uh, he's a really good reporter when it comes to that. So we'll be seeing him on Tuesday. The 28th is another Canada Day special. So we'll see Morgan again. And the 29th, we have a gentleman named Tom Pace. He's a friend with Jordan Peterson. Uh, they, it's a very intellectual one. So if you want to get really, really deep into the intellectual side of this, it's going to be on the 29th. And it then on the third, starts it's... with your room. Your bloody room needs to be <laughs> freaking clean. Yeah. Make your bed. <laughs> Make your bed. And then the last one I'm going to announce is on the 30th, we have Gabriel Clark. So Gabriel Clark may not be a name you know. She's a lawyer from the U.S. who helps uh, children transition back to heterosexual. And um, this is something that's illegal in Canada. So we have a law. We have a bill called C4 that makes that illegal. That's called conversion therapy. You can't do that. So we'll be speaking to her at the end of Pride Month. We're going to close Pride Month off with a bunch of cold water in everybody's face. To uh, talk season? About... It's Pride season, sir. Pride show season. Some, show, right. show, some, show some respect. <laughs> my, my Many bad, wars my were fought for this, okay? Many. Yeah. But the main topic here is detransitioning, de uh, how it's not supported, and how in Canada, it's not even a medically thing that they do. They'll transition you, but they won't detransition you. They'll transition you, but provide no mental health care after. Um, so we have a story from uh, a gentleman, so it's a he, uh, named Lois. He goes by the name of a, the sterile Indian. So he came from a reserve here in Alberta, got transitioned because he watched Oprah and thought it was cool. So as soon as he could, he got transitioned, immediately regretted it, has, apl has applied for maids twice now and is still trying to get it done because he can't live this way. He calls himself the sterile Indian because they took his testicles and never explained to him that that was permanent. He never had children, never explained the, the surgery and never explained the, uh, the problems that will come from it. So because of all of that, he's now applying for maids. So on the 30th, this is going to be a deep episode because the Canadian government, the Alberta government, all of them are transitioning people who have no idea what they're doing and there's no mechanism to give them any support whatsoever. And if you try to, you can be jailed under the C4 because if they are transitioning, you can't touch it. And, and, so that'll and be on the 30th. 
Who is full of hate in this situation? You're right. You're right. So our heart's broken for him because this is this is our government who did that. And I don't know if you guys know, but the government came out with a program for federal employees that says $75,000 to transition. $75,000 only covers surgery. So they don't have any post-care at all. They are not planning for mental health care at all. They're just giving them enough money to get the surgery, and then that's it. Yeah, well, they, they market it as that is the mental health care. Right. They'll say, and I've heard people repeat this. is like, do you want an alive yeah. son or a dead daughter? Exactly. And it's like, get out of my house, witch doctor. <laughs> you know, that's get right. out of here. They're crazy. So you'll be seeing that on the 30th. So that'll be a deep episode. But both of you, thank you so very much. This has been our biggest episode yet, um, obviously. And it was a lot of fun. I was a little nervous, I'll be honest with you, because Morgan <laughs> Morgan was coming on, you know, uh, I was a little bit nervous. Yeah, she's and then Philip, he yeah, well, no, it's because she's, it's Morgan. Philip did come on. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he had to stay under two minutes or he says the price would go up. So, uh, you know, I'm not that rich. I'm trying to build a house. Uh, but thank you very much for giving this little uh, independent journalist out in Alberta some of your time. I really appreciate it. It was a wonderful three hours. It means a lot to me that we have this ability to do this. And after one month, I've had Maxine Bernier. I've had you. I've had Rob Anders. I've, this is going good. So there's not a is, lot of not a lot of people willing to let us talk. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it's, well, basically, it's wide open out there, you know, so. Happy yeah, I appreciate to it, man. I had a great time. I didn't surprise it was that long. I didn't think it was three hours. Yeah, we're on three hours and 17 minutes yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the time. No problem. My pleasure. And you take care, Morgan, and you take care, Jeremy. Cheers, and stay strong, guys. Invincible. <laughs> right on. Bye. Cheers.